0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to Optional Opinion here on the Anomalous Radio Network. I'm your host, I'm... ADV. Uh, Thank you guys for joining me. Welcome <laughs> once again. <laughs> it's Deuce and Johnny from Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce. We are actually doing part two of our 80s and 90s retrospective. We're actually going to be talking about cartoons and snacks. So, everybody, please welcome back Johnny and Deuce. Hey, guys. What's going hey. on, man? What's going on? It's going good. Uh, earlier, me and this was talking about video game stuff. Uh, so, Johnny, I want to be fair. Are you looking forward to picking up anything this holiday season, this fall holiday season?
1: It's a good question. Uh, I'm I'm hoping that I could put some money together and get a get a switch in November, so I'll be able to you know have. I don't know what's coming out for the holiday season for Nintendo, but like at least I'll at least have. Holidays or whatever that Mario game is. Odyssey. I want to get Odyssey. I want to get Mario Odyssey and you know pick up the stuff that came out later that year. That's probably what I'm mainly looking forward to. I'm not I haven't even really looked at the calendar list for October, November, December. So
0: Yeah. Uh I'm telling uh dudes, I'm like, I really I like the Nintendo stuff I know what I'm getting. For for PlayStation and Xbox, I, I don't have a clue just yet. Besides Cup here, and if that comes out early, then I don't know what I'm doing this fall holiday season for those systems.
1: So. Or yeah, I, yeah. So it'll it'll be uh, an interesting gaming year because you know Deuce now we're we're part of you uh, know the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce, so we uh, we do our E3 just like you do an E3 show. We do an E3 show as well, and yes. and uh, we're we're excited to see what what happens, what announcements are made you know, and whatnot. So it'll be it'll be interesting to see, you know, what happens, especially with Nintendo. That's like where everyone's kinda like watching to see what they do yeah. next because of the new system and whatnot. So but uh yeah, I mean right now I'm just I'm playing Breath of the Wild on Wii U. That's why I, I just beat Horizon Zero Dawn like a week ago and uh platinum that just in case people missed that uh on the show last week. Uh and uh so now I'm going through Breath of the Wild on Wii U and having a good time with it. So that's that's gonna keep my, my attention for a while, I think.
0: Yeah, I'm doing uh Persona Five, and um, I just picked up Wonder Boy, a dragon's uh, the Dragon's Trap. I keep telling uh, saying a Dragon's Tale, but it's the Dragon's Trap. Uh, I've been picking, uh, I picked that up uh, Tuesday and started playing it. Um, it's good, a little frustrating at times, but it's good. Is it a platformer? Yeah, it's like a, a 2D action platformer uh, on oh, PS. Okay. Yeah, PS4, Xbox, One, the Switch. It's all nice. Um, and I don't know if Deuce has been playing anything lately.
2: Um, I've been when I, the very, very little time I've had lately, I've been playing, um, oh goodness, I've been playing the Ghost Recon uh, Wildlands, yes. and I was playing uh, Horizon Zero Dawn, and it was like we were saying in the pre show meeting, like I put it aside for a while. And knock on wood, this is going to be the first weekend in two months where I haven't had anything planned. So I'm going to try and get back into it and play it some more. Um, Just because, like, tonight I I plan the game a little bit when we get done. But I only play for, like, an hour or two. But with Horizon, I'm going to have to relearn the controller layout. I'm going to have to, like, get myself back ingratiated in the story. So I want more than an hour or two. I want, like, three or four hours where I can really – sink my teeth back into it and then i think with that happens i'll be in a roll. All,
0: right. all right well that was a, a quick what we've been playing i guess <laughs> in yeah. a sense uh but uh we're going to talk about 80s and 90s cartoons and some of our snacks and uh this time i'm actually going to start with one of my favorite 80s uh, cartoons, so we're gonna do three eighties three nineties, and if we wanna talk about any other cartoon we can at any time um I am excluding uh shows like Power Rangers and Ultraman and stuff like that uh and um those those is kind of like real life kind of uh t v shows entertainment shows, so we just kind of wanna focus on the ones that's animated and not the Once we know, because Power Rangers, everybody pretty much watched Power Rangers. So uh, one of my favorites from the 80s that people might laugh at me about, but I just still love this is Jim. That's J-E-M. Truly, truly outrageous. Outrageous. I love the theme song. I love the songs in it. It was, yeah, it was, it was girly, but it was just a fun show. And I always look forward to the music, music, uh, presentations because they really had some good 80 pop hits, uh, for a kid's cartoon. And you normally don't see anything like that besides one of another choice of mine that I'll get to later on. But Jim, um, I didn't see the movie that came out, but I do want to see it. But Still, when I found out that it came out, like a DVD box set, I just saying no.
2: No, I'll skip that movie, man. Come on, like dude, just don't don't do that to yourself. Like just don't. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Number one, that movie looked terrible, and number two, it wasn't even like it had the name Jim and the Holograms, but it was Jim and the Holograms because I dug me some Jim and the Holograms back in the day, like. I could get down on that all day, which, by the way, and I can't remember her name, but the lady who did the voice acting for the main character, uh-huh. I'm friends with her on Facebook, and I'm pretty sure she'd do your show for like 200 bucks. <laughs> like, wow. I'm pretty sure I could make that happen. So. <laughs>
1: wow. That's cool. Yeah, I, I actually really liked the, the show, too. I remember always being kind of impressed by how like real they made it look. Like It wasn't like, you know, when you think of cartoons back in the 80s and 90s you think of like big heads and big you know you know over over uh you know too much dramatization of the features and i feel like with the gem and holograms they try to make it look more like everything everybody's proportionate correctly and uh you know people look more like an actual person which is which is cool uh and the music the music was really awesome and i just loved all like the lights and the dancing and like the they, the stuff they do on stage and all that like it was really like y- your eyes just kind of wanted to stare at the show even if, just for the colors and stuff because yeah. it was pretty kind of like all over but uh you yeah, know I, I thought it was a really entertaining show for its time and even if the even in hindsight if the the lip syncing wasn't as good uh it was it was still really fun to hear the songs the songs were really good
0: yes so johnny what is yours what's your first 80s Cartoon? <laughs>
1: mine was uh, a show that i watched with my sister it came out in the 80s uh uh muppet babies i was a huge fan of that show
0: that was on my list
1: <laughs> uh, oh was it That's yeah funny. uh yeah muppet babies is great uh it ran on, it ran on cbs or if i remember correctly uh back in like 84 85 and uh at the time you know i doing some research for my list i didn't realize all these great people that were part of the show uh Dave Coulier, you know, uh, from Full House, he was, he was a voice, uh, character. The guy who does, uh, Scooby Doo's voice, Frank Welker, he, he did a voice. Howie Mandel did a voice. So it was like, wow, you know, th- these were like before these people, these voice actors and comedians, like when they were kind of in their infancy of their careers, they were doing this show. And, uh, yeah, that's kind of cool to see where they, you know, where they were before and where they are now. But, uh, the show always made me feel good because, you never saw adults only from like the – they did the Scooby-Doo effect where it was like the adults you only saw from the ankles down yeah. or from the knees down. And uh, it was cool because it was all about them and, and, yeah, they were babies too. But they went on these awesome adventures and it was like – it was all about your imagination and stuff, which I really loved. And I just like my, ki- my my sister and I who was a little bit younger, like a couple years younger than me, we, we would just like love to watch a show and eat. And I remember my mom would always make us like these little uh, – like snacks, like these little triangle and square snacks, like out of out of sandwiches. Whenever we'd watch a show, and I, I just it always it always made me feel good when I watched a show. Uh, I mean, I haven't actually seen an episode in a long time, so I'm not sure how well it holds up. But uh, I remember, you know, back in the day, it was really really entertaining. But you also got to think too. I mean, we were young kids too in the 80s, so uh, it, you know, it kind of maybe maybe the the colorfulness, the the baby themes, maybe hit us better when we were kids. Obviously. But uh, I remember really loving the show. So, yeah, seeing, Muppet
0: Babies, seeing the green and uh, white socks of na- uh, Nana, <laughs> She's yeah, like okay, and and I don't know who did her voice, but her voice was just so pleasant, Nana's voice. I love the voice actor for that. Um, and the reason why I said that was that was on my list because that was another show that had great songs to it. Uh, it oh so, yeah, yeah, went Beanie uh, Beamer and Beaker uh, would come and visit and stuff it, like, uh, the episode where, uh, I think it's, uh, Beaker, no, Beamer or something. He was scared of the lights. And so they was cutting off. He was just so scared that he would cut on all the lights so he could stay, um, you know, stop being afraid. And at the end, I think it turned They for some reason he had, uh, Beamer had to fight off the darkness or something. And next thing you know, he started, to get he didn't get afraid. Um, some of the times I think they did a Star Wars episode.
2: Did yeah, that was what I was going to bring up. They're the first show I remember. They did a Star Wars episode and they did an Indiana Jones episode with clips from the movies in it, which was a big yep. deal. In it.
0: Yeah, and see, I did I I never asked how how they got away with that.
2: <laughs> I think it was because Lucas and Jim Henson were so tight. I think Jim yeah. was probably like, "Hey, man, do you mind if I do a Star Wars riff?" with this cartoon I'm doing, but, like, I remember, like, the Indiana Jones and the Star Wars thing was right in the opening credits. So, I mean...
0: Oh, yeah, that is
1: true. Yeah, Yeah. I I love the songs, um, even the Muppet Babies theme song. But, you know, it's funny. I didn't realize, researching it, I didn't realize it went eight seasons. I only thought it was, like, one or two seasons. I didn't realize it went that long. Maybe I stopped watching after, you know, a couple seasons, but, like, I didn't realize it lasted eight seasons. That's crazy. Here's the
2: crazy. Thing too like researching these cartoons like a season of a cartoon might only be 13 episodes so it's like if there was eight seasons they might have only made like 80 episodes or something like there might not True. have been as many episodes but the other cool thing is and johnny you might like this for your kids they're making a comeback like they're doing a new muppet baby show on disney soon that's cool mm.
0: So, Deuce, what is your first 80s cartoon?
2: Okay, I'm going to go from the bottom of my list to the top this time. So, we're going to start with Brother Hulk Hogan's Rockin' Wrestling.
0: <laughs> okay, so explain this, because me and this was talking about this earlier, and I am just like, oh my goodness, I forgot all about that. And, I, I, and it took me a while to think about it. I'm like, when did this cartoon come out? Deuce?
2: Yeah, I'm sorry you cut out on me there. But, yeah, no, we talked today, and you're like, didn't they only have, like, four episodes? I'm like, no, they had 24. So, <laughs> like, I had, but I had to do my research about it, too. But it was fun because basically what it was, it was, like, all of, like, every major wrestler in the WWF was a character. And, like, the good guys were, like, one team, and then, like, all the bad guys were one team. But the funny thing is because Johnny – knows a lot about wrestling like I do they had to take these like way in advance so like if somebody made a heel turn or a face turn mm-hmm. their character show wouldn't reflect it because these were made like nine months ago so that part was kind of funny like at the time like oh this guy's actually a good guy now but he's like riding around with the bad guys and Roddy Piper and stuff so you know that was funny but I just remember as a kid like watching it a lot because like my dad liked it because of wrestling and like dude in the 80s hulk hogan was like the rock is now like hulk hogan was the man and i'm not i'm talking wrestling i'm talking entertainment i'm talking sports like i'm talking when it came to pop culture hulk hogan was in like everything
0: yeah no host, bar um thunder force that the boat one that he was in
2: oh no you're talking oh oh,
1: yeah thunder paradise thunder and paradise yeah
2: yeah, he was in that, and then he did, like, Suburban Commando, and he did... Uh, there was the one where he was, like, the babysitter. Um, Mr. he there was, came from Outer Space. Like, that one was good. Like, he did a bunch of, like, super, like, cheesy kids movies there for a hot minute. But, they were, I mean, I watched all of them. They were all good. They were all entertaining.
0: Yeah, because, like you said, he was a big star back in the day. Like, he was the leading face of WWF at the time.
2: Like, I had a conversation it's funny to come back to Hulk Hogan about this with one of my uh, coworkers today. And she was talking about how it's BS that, you know, WWF right now, or WWE doesn't really talk about Hogan and whatnot. And she's like, Hulk Hogan built wrestling. Like the WWE would not be where it is now without Hulk Hogan and kind of keep him blacklisted like that is just kind of a shame. And I was like, no, I agree with the 110%. Like we wouldn't have WrestleMania if it wasn't for Hulk Hogan.
0: Yeah. Uh, but look at the way. Look at how he turned out now. We're after the reality TV. Show. So
2: yeah, you know I think he's going to come back. I think before it's all said and done, he'll come back to yeah. WWE. But um, but go I, see his store in Orlando, folks. If you're in town, it's awesome.
0: But he won ten million, right, from that lawsuit, right?
2: I think he won like more than that. I think he won like. Hundred million or something stupid. Like, it was an ungodly amount of money he won from Gawker. Gawker had to sell itself. They had to go bankrupt. Okay.
0: Okay. So, because I wonder, I'm like, why would he need to go to WWE if he got all that money?
2: Well, I don't even think it's money to him. That's like home. You know what I mean? Like, you built that business. You've been in the wrestling business your whole life. Like, Mm. lives, eats, sleeps, breathes wrestling. And if that's what you do, You want to, I mean, I don't know. It's kind of like some of these baseball players, to use them as an example. Like maybe you played for the Yankees most of your career, and then you started not being so good, and then you started playing for like the Oakland A's and the Pittsburgh Pirates or God forbid those goddamn Orioles. I mean, uh, (laughs) I had to get Johnny on that one. Uh Uh-oh,
0: the the shade.
2: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, you know what I'm saying? And then, like, at the end of your career, you want to finish as a Yankee. Like, even if you just get one of those one-day contracts Mm -hmm. so you can retire as a Yankee, you want to do that. And I feel the same way for him. Like, I mean, yeah, he could go back to TNA again if he wanted. He could go back to Ring of Honor if he wanted. You know, he could go other places and make money, but I don't think he wants to. I think he just wants to go home. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. And he doesn't have to take any more bumps anymore as far as we know. So it's like he's – he would just go in as a more of like a the face of the company, you know, and he'd sell T-shirts and you know his merch, his merchandise would just explode. It's instant money for for WWE for him to come back. So uh, and it brings old fans and new fans in, I You like I like you know what I mean. So mm-hmm. like it's I think it's just good all around for the business. Even if he comes back as like a a manager or some sort of host or something like that, I think it's it's only going to help the business. Um, one thing I wanted to mention real quick about the show is I, I remember watching it, too. Uh, and at the end, now all three of us know this. You, you see, a, you, you know, there's different production companies for these cartoons. And at the end, you'd see like the the D.I.C. and it'd be in the kid voice to go. Deek. Yeah. <laughs> and so what that was, was, it was based off a French Canadian production company that went on to do a lot of shows that we loved growing up. Which I won't get into too many of them, just in case they're part of our list. But like, they went and did like Inspector Gadget, Heathcliff, Dennis the Menace, Sailor Moon. They they, they went all over the spectrum, so they helped bring because a lot of these shows were a lot of these shows were French Canadian shows that they brought over to America and they would dub them. But like uh, that company was always so famous at the end of each episode of, of those shows to have that little kid's voice at the end. So I always always remember remember that uh, when I watched these 80s shows, especially the 80s shows, yeah. they'd have that at the very end. But they, you know, a lot of French Canadian, Canadian uh, companies would help bring these shows over. You know, like uh, a show that's probably not part of our list that I actually was watching the other day on YouTube was Grimm's Fairy Tales. Do you guys remember that show? Yes. Yeah, that was uh, Japanese originally, you know, anime style. At the, t- at the time, we didn't know what anime was, you know, I mean, us Americans. But it was brought over to the U.S. by a French-Canadian company, and, and then it was dubbed in America. So there's technically three versions of that show in French, uh, American, and Japanese. So it was really weird to see, like, how companies could just port them over for really cheap and make a lot of money off of them. Because, uh, you know, Saturday morning cartoons were so popular. It was it was like if you got in that Saturday morning cartoon slot, like you were you were making bank. So yeah. uh, it, it Other was they, because-
2: they made bank is because of the fact that you got to remember the syndication in the afternoons, too, because nobody was making cartoons just for like after school. So like right. literally they would get these cartoons and syndicate them in the afternoon. Like that's how a lot of people first started seeing Macross and, um, you know, Robotech and uh, stuff like that, too. Right. Yeah, and true.
0: I, I know when they first started the cartoons, I was listening to a podcast about this, that the only way, uh, good job, Bray, um, they were talking about, in order for them to even show the cartoons, they had to treat them as, like, advertisements. You know, so that's why when you have breaks, you have, like, uh, merchandise selling with that cartoon and stuff, and they had to show it as advertised, because it was it was considered as something um, if it wasn't like a uh, advertisement, and they was, and I think the FCC had broke down on that or something like that. Um, I had to go back and finish uh, researching it. But I was just like, I just thought they were his regular cartoons because if you look at Hanna Barbera, um, a lot of his cartoons was only on USA Network and uh, and TNT, and you never see any of that. And but they weren't selling like Hanna Barbera merchandise that I know of. Like I was I didn't see no Yogi Bear plush. Actually, I can actually admit this. I haven't seen the Yogi Bear plush until that movie came out with just a timberlake.
1: Right. Yeah, I think we, we all forget about that movie.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but so um yeah, it, like I think recently. Yeah, I think recently even like even with Scooby Doo, I didn't see a lot of toys back in the eighties or nineties that dealt with them. Like I'm just like kind of now seeing it when some of the newer cartoons came out on um on a Cartoon Network. And I was just like, Why did I not see this stuff in a toy store when they were out?
1: Well, we're actually getting you know, you bring up a good point that we should probably talk about since we're talking about eighties revivals. There's a lot of uh You know, Cartoon Network and Hub and all these different shows are bringing back cartoons like you know My Little Ponies and Pound Puppies and like all these shows that we watched as kids. They're bringing them back to a different audience. And like my son and my daughter both love the My Little Ponies, uh, the the new series that came out a couple years ago. Yeah, they they love it, and they just they just dropped season seven already. I'm just like on Netflix. I was like, wow. So these shows, are still it shows you the quality of the writers, but also it looks like the fans of the people that watched the shows growing up are making the shows now. So that's kind of cool. They're able to bring it to a whole new generation. And one thing to mention is, you know, Hanna-Barbera cartoons all had a, sim- a very similar look. You know, the Wacky Racers and Scooby-Doo yes. and, and, and the, the Snorks and all those shows all had like a very similar look animation style. Like you can almost point like that's a Hanna-Barbera cartoon. You could tell by the way it looked uh, and uh, had its own unique style. So that was, that's, that was one of the things I loved about cartoons was like looking at the different artists and seeing who, you know, did what,
0: yeah you're right The street fighter mortal Kombat came onto us network on saturdays so and like oh no this animation is cheap
1: <laughs> that's well, what they- usa network did a lot of experiments like they had the double dragon show they had the they had the uh mighty max show they had like all kinds of stuff they were like trying to capitalize on everything you know and uh some things worked, some things didn't so um but yeah i remember i even uh bought i was like Super into the the Street Fighter one, (laughs) and and I bought the toys and everything. Uh, and uh, just because I love the games, but in in hindsight, they weren't very good, yeah.
0: yeah. Well, uh, my next one is actually an anime that when I first got into anime is Voltron. Voltron was my first anime, and I still to this very day love that show. Um, I, I still gotta watch the new ones. I'm glad that they came back, but every time it came on, uh, I think here it came on like our, uh, our Fox channel in my area. I was always watching it. I was getting thirty minutes of good robot action <laughs> and everything. Yeah, my brother he actually got a camera for Christmas made out of Voltron. So the, the base oh, of wow, it was wow. black, but the arms and stuff were the color of the lions. And it flipped out and it looked like the action hero and you could just take pictures with it. And then you could fold it up to make it look like a regular camera and stuff. It was really cool. But Voltron, that was my first actually anime that I got into. Uh, and like I said, still love it to this day. I never had a favorite lion though. I've, I've, I just, enjoy the for what it is i never was just like i'm the red ranger or blue ranger i was just like yeah i just love this show
1: yeah I, I thought the show was really good and i also uh love the the animation style and like how the action would like blew me away as a kid like wow look at all like the way they're doing these like these that choreograph but with these animated fight scenes and yeah and like the the way the the ships would explode and, and just everything's like that i was like wow this looks really cool. And it was kind of intense for a kid, you know, like I was like, man, this, this, this looks really great. And also it's like, it always feels like the older you get, your nostalgia hits you a little bit. And I, I, I bought it when it first came back into the U S again on DVD. I still have it, uh, the first season on DVD and, uh, it was really great to go back and watch it. And just to think, you know, we're so used to watching stuff in full and widescreen, but you know, a lot of the shows we're mentioning, you know, they were originally developed in four by three or, you know, uh, you know, uh, square size uh, television. And, you know, you have it's so weird now to go back and look at shows like that, that, you know, you have black bars on both sides, you know, uh, yeah. as opposed to on the bottom. Uh, great show. Uh, you know, you said, it was, you know, it's, it's it was developed in Japan and brought over to the U.S. Uh, by T- uh, Toei Animation, and uh, it's it's crazy to kind of think about like where that show is gone, you know, and that there's still fans of it because the brand new Netflix series is fantastic.
0: Uh, so yeah. it is
1: uh, it's recommended.
0: Yes, that's and I need to catch. Up. I need to. Well, I could probably binge binge watch it this weekend since I don't have to work. Um, and yeah, I want to check it out so bad.
1: So, so, Johnny, what is your second 80s
0: movie? Uh, 80s movies. 80s cartoon.
1: <laughs> Oops. My, mine is uh, probably on everybody's list that's listening. Uh, it, it's uh, getting a revival. That's a hint. Um, it's getting a new show this year. Uh, and uh, it, it revolves around ducks. Um, the show is called DuckTales. Uh, that, that show, <laughs> yep, it holds up so well, it's great. I remember it blew my mind as a kid to go to the theaters and see the DuckTales movie in theaters. Like I didn't, I, I it never at this time, I never, I didn't see a lot of movies in theaters as a kid, you know, cause it was, I don't know. It's just a lot of time for us. And my, and my parents, there's a big process of going to the theaters, you know, uh, especially that young. And I remember going and this was like the first movie that I actually requested. I was like, Hey, my sister and I, like, we want to see this in the theaters, mom and dad. And they were like, Okay uh let's let's get you know we got in the car we went and i just remember going into the big screen in the theater and it was i think it was one of my first animated movies that i recall if you don't count if you don't count uh roger rabbit but that you know that had animation in it yeah. but like this was probably my first full-length animated movie that i saw in theaters and i was just like oh man this is so great and it was great to see that there was that many fans that helped you know propel it forward you know and and uh and obviously now um no, that wasn't a launch pad, um, a quack joke. Uh, <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, and now it's getting a new show this year. So it's kind of cool to see the, you know, the revival of television shows. I'm hoping the new show's good. I'll give it a watch. But that original show with that opening theme song, so good. Life is like a hurricane. Yeah, we all know it. It's so good. Yeah. Yeah, so, and then they had the video game and then the remaster Uh, which I didn't care for the remaster as much as the original, but like the, you know, it's just, it has a, it's a great series. (laughs) That's, uh, yeah, really good. Sorry, I'm talking a lot about it, but I really, really liked it. Deuce, you have any thoughts on DuckTales?
2: No, like I, I love DuckTales. The new cast for the new show is amazing. They got David Tennant for Doctor Who, Danny Pootie. Uh, they've got, uh, uh, it's not Horatio Sands, but one of the guys from, uh, SNL that's on there now is, like, the cast, when you look at the voice cast, you're like, holy shit. Like, it's phenomenal, the voice cast they got for the new show. But I love the original. I didn't get to see it in the theater. I think we ended up renting it, or I want to say I saw it at my babysitter's house because my babysitter had a satellite dish. Now, kids, back in the 80s, a satellite dish was a real, honest-to-God, satellite dish. It Like, you could have fit four little meat on it. And, like, I remember because they were, like, so she was, like, one of the first people I knew that had, like, HBO and Showtime and Cinemax. And it was, like, one afternoon after school, she was flipping through, and she's, like, oh, there's a DuckTales movie on? I'm, like, shut your whore mouth. What do you mean a DuckTales movie? So so we all, like, sat down, like, all eight of us kids, and she babysat and watched it. It was great.
0: Yeah. Oh, that DuckTales movie. I actually saw it on the Disney channel. Um, I've never yeah. seen it in the theater because uh, even though we had cable, you uh, had to pay for Disney. So yeah, I remember
2: when, that. And you had to get the little box that you turn. Yeah, like, <laughs> click click click. Yeah, I yeah. remember that. Yep. Yeah, you get Disney Channel and HBO and all that shit. You had to get a little kids. <clears throat> you had to get a little cable box, and it wasn't digital. And it had a knob, and you had to turn that motherfucker to each channel because allegedly, allegedly. A good friend of ours, dad, was like, I don't know how he did it. He must have, like, a degree in, like, rocket science or something. But he figured out how to open it up, and he put a piece of duct tape over something. And it gave him, like, all the channels for free. So, like, I don't know how he did it, but, like, we got all the pay-per-views for free. We got HBO for free. And he did it all by, like, opening the box up and, like, putting duct tape on a couple different pieces. So. Wow. Yeah, so essentially
1: uh he was a, a, an original hacker.
2: <laughs> yeah, he yeah. was. And, and I mean he didn't even do anything other than literally put duct tape on it. Like the thing blew our mind, but like I remember like up until I think like early 90s like we watched a lot of boxing matches and stuff at his place because he had the little he had the little fake box and he could just change the channel and go to the pay-per-view channel. I think we might have even saw WrestleMania that way, like WrestleMania like I don't know like five or six like a really early Wrestlemania that way
0: oh wow yeah my mom actually had she had HBO, Showtime, Cinemax uh, and with, Di- with Disney Channel they would have like a free weeks of, of cartoons like the show that you could watch it like preview and so we would yeah, do man,
2: it yeah yeah. Um, we used to write that down on the calendar at the house like so we'd know what week it was <laughs>
0: We didn't know. We just see them, just like oh Disney, and we would just watch whatever they showed on Disney because we know once that mug go back to being scramble and you couldn't see it. (laughs) You knew that. Oh yeah, it's time to watch something else. So, oh my goodness, I can't believe DuckTales. Oh, that was on our WGN here uh, Uh for it, and they used to do DuckTales, Rescue Rangers. Uh Gummy Bears, uh spin, and I think that was the that was the only Darkwing Dark Green Duck. Um they switched out and I think it was just those five and Goof Troop.
2: Yeah. Because that was the Disney like the Disney cartoon block or something. They yeah. called that. An and it was like two hours because they just recently dropped I want to say it was this week or last week, the video game, the Disney two, cartoon block that looks really, really cool.
0: It came out Tuesday, just along with the uh, um, Wonder Boy. So that's out. Nice. So, Deuce, what is your uh, second 80s cartoon?
2: My second 80s cartoon is more than meets the eye, folks. It's the Transformers. Because the Transformers was the tits.
0: (laughs) If you, as a male, watching cartoons, Transformers would probably be like the number one on the list for for American cartoons for boys. If it wasn't, then it has to be He Man. That's that's the only thing I could anything. I think I'd say,
2: yeah, Joe might be another one. I think those three might be in like a, a grudge match, like a yeah. triple threat match in steel cage to duke it out. But yeah, like those three got to be at the top because any '80s kid that I talk to, like everybody, loved Transformers. I mean, why not? It's it's vehicles that turn into robots that fight each other i mean the fuck more do you want out of life bro like i can't give you any more than that right
0: like, and and i think for me that was the first cartoon american cartoon that had a movie to it
2: that i yeah see this is wild because i did my research on wikipedia today so okay so the company which was like Marvel studios or something that made transformers also made GI Joe and what they did. And they also made my little pony and they made movies for all three and they all put them into production at the same time. And it was supposed to be GI Joe was going to be first, Mm -hmm. then transformers to my little pony. Well, some shit happened with GI Joe. So it pushed it back. So the first one that came to the movie theater was transformers well, Transformers didn't do that great at the box office, so because of that, they went ahead and they just, because I mean, they were almost done with the movies, so like, we gotta do something with these things so then they just put them out on VHS so, like, that was the first time I even remember of, a, of such a thing as a direct to to, to to video movie Yeah, like, you know, like, I'd never heard of that before until then, because like I remember the, the G.I. Joe movie came out, and I'm like, what the hell are you talking about a G.I. Joe movie, like kind of crack you smoking and then I watched it I'm like oh this is a legit movie like okay this must not have gone to a movie theater but I, I found out through all the wikipedia I did today that it was all because of the Transformers because the Transformers one didn't do so well
0: but then it came up to the that was my first DVD that I ever brought of uh, when it came out
2: uh, well I had a long for a long time here in, i had it in my first apartment and then i had it here at the house in my new house that i bought for i think the first year was here i had a framed transformers the movie movie poster in the living room for like a while and then I, a buddy of mine made me an awful i couldn't refuse on it uh and i sold it to him but like i had that in the house for a long time and still to me if you ask me what what transformers movie is your favorite transformers movie It's Transformers the movie. I mean, I like the live-action Michael Bay ones, but still, hands down, the best one is the animated one. Yep.
0: Uh, To see Optimus Prime die uh, in that movie.
2: Well, uh, it's funny that you bring that up, man, because, like, we had this discussion on, like, a podcast I used to be on back in the day, and we all kind of, because we're all about the same age, came to the same conclusion – I think that was, like, the first time we, like, really realized what death was. And, like, it kind of, like, that whole idea of death and, like, you know, you only live so long and you can die and what happens after you die. Like, that was the first time that concept was introduced to, like, all of us was through that movie and him dying. Because before that we were, like, you know, you just, because you're a kid, you're, like, five, six, you think you're going to fucking live forever. You ain't going to live forever, but, you know, you think you are. But you don't, like, and plus, you know, your parents kind of shelter you and stuff. So, like, that was the first time I remember being like, oh, shit. Like, we might not be here forever. Like, I got some (laughs) shit I got to do. So, uh, but, like, yeah, that was wild, man. That, in the first, like, five minutes, they killed off my whole fucking toy box, assholes. It's like Megatron and all of his thugs come down and, like, murder, like, my entire toy box. And I'm like... This is some bullshit.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, tra- uh, Transformers. Uh, that went for a long time.
2: Went for, like, I want to say, like, I, I don't, I, and I apologize because I can't on my phone look at you guys and pull it up at the same time, but I want to say it went for, like, somewhere between, like, five and eight seasons. Like, well, it might have even been eight because they had Generation One, which was, like, the first. Two three years, yeah. and then they did the movie, and that led to Generation Two because that's when you know uh, Optimus Prime. Uh, uh, there was Rodimus Prime, and then there was uh, there was another one that looked almost like Optimus Prime, but he was and he was a truck too, but he had a different name. Like they, they added a couple more primes, and Optimus mm-hmm. Prime was like in the background until they did the like the Return of Prime or something where they brought him back to life. But then, like, uh, Megatron became Galvatron, and, like, a lot of the characters changed because, like, I was watching the documentary for the movie, and basically he was like, yeah, we basically made that movie to, like, introduce all the new toys. So he's like, that's why in the first five minutes we killed off, like, every character, so then you'd have to go buy new toys, which it's all funny games until I'm six with my older brother at the movie theaters, and I'm going monkey shit. And my older brother's like, it's okay, man. It's okay, like you know. So I'm like, no, it's not okay. All my toys are dead. So, um, but like, they did that to like introduce a new line of toys. So that's like why everybody changed after it. And then they introduced a bunch of new characters too, like uh, Hot Rod, who became Rodimus Prime, and like mm-hmm. uh, a bunch of other characters.
1: What about you, John? I love the uh, I love the voice acting. Um, I'll, I'll, I'm going to try. To butcher, uh, Peter Cullen, uh, the guy who does the voice of uh, Optimus Prime,
2: Autobots transform and roll out.
1: So yeah, so like he's a
2: that's not bad, right? Pretty decent. Which is Uh, actually funny that Johnny says that because I have a framed like Transformers, like the Michael Bay Transformers movie poster in my living room, and it's signed by him. And that's the only reason I keep that poster up. Like, I bought that poster from somebody else. But if I had chosen it, I probably would have had him sign the original Transformers movie movie poster with you know the original one. But hey, take what you can get. So,
1: yeah, it was really good. I loved it. Uh, it's it's like 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 uh, what Eddie said earlier. It's like who hasn't you know as a boy growing up in the eighties who had not seen Transformers. I mean, it's it's like a rite of passage. People watch that movie. Yeah. You know. No, and it was they, on they, all, they, all they, the
2: time. Like, G.I. Joe and Transformers was on, like, every afternoon there was a station playing it. And if you were really smart, you would figure out when. Because then you could figure out, like, if I turn on this channel, I can watch it from, like, 4 to 5. And this other channel does it from 5 to 6. And this other channel does it from 6 to 7. So if you planned your day out right, you could watch that shit for, like, three hours straight.
0: Yep. Yeah, we only had it on one channel, and that was – uh channel 9 uh, at, uh wgn where they show the cubs guys and you had to be home by 3 30 in order to catch that show because if you weren't home by 3 30 and you missed out you you just missed out there was no reruns or anything because actually when the show ended um they didn't do they didn't reshow uh transformers they didn't bring it back out that was it
2: Well, I think some places maybe had it in in syndication. Uh But I I know you're right in that a lot of, like, the local stations kind of, like, dropped it after it ended. But, like, I think it's funny because I always forget that you're in Chicago. Um, And WGN now is, like, a super station. Like, you know, like, it's on – like, I get it on my uh, cable box. But uh, I, I think it's funny because you're right. Like, what if a Cubs game ran late or something? Like, if there was, like, an afternoon Cubs game, did you miss... I guess you missed Transformers.
0: Yeah, or, you, or they just wouldn't show it at all. You would have to see it, like, yes. the next day.
2: So. Yeah. That's, yeah. man. And,
0: and, and wasn't it they doing, like, part ones and part twos of, like, an episode? Was that...
2: Yeah, and there were some that were, like, four parts. Because, like, I remember it's right. kind of like what they did with the G.I. Joe movie. Yeah. When they decided to show, like, the Transformers movie, like, on USA because I think it was like the USA Cartoon Express or some shit. Yeah. They would split it up so like the movie was like four, or five parts or something. So you'd see like part 1 one day and the next day was part 2 and the next day was So like you had to like tune in and see the next part or you were lost. So
0: Right. Cuz they told us those was like mini series. Yeah. But I guess they're if you put them together, yeah, they're like like movie like, like movie because yeah. right. I don't know if the anima- I know the Transformers animation when they actually brought it to movie theaters it was better than a TV uh, TV yeah. animation right uh, oh wow I cannot believe that well uh, anything else about Transformers
1: Johnny uh, uh, I think I mean it's if you haven't seen Transformers uh, the, the animated movie you should definitely check it out uh it's the animation style is a little weird to, by today's standards now but back yeah. in the day it was the, like the, one of the best looking you know people to always compared it to voltron but but uh, but a more tamed down version of voltron because uh-huh. voltron was all you know most of it was in space and and all that stuff and you know uh obviously voltron influenced a lot of shows uh like transformers and power rangers and all that stuff but uh it's it's interesting to kind of see uh You kind of go back and look and and see all the, you know, the different influences uh, from the different um, shows. And then it was it was cool because literally like kids would be buying the toys just because they can transform. And like what a cool, cool concept, you know, like you said earlier, you know, like you 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 take like, you know, a a, a Mac truck and turn it into a transformer. And then you could it was almost like a cool thing. You show your parents, my parents would always be like, oh, that's really neat. Two toys in one. That's how I kind of justified it to my parents. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Well, my last one is it's something that's going to probably be an unknown to you guys. But I love this. It's called Bionic 6. Uh, A lot of people don't know anything about Bionic 6. Uh, It was this family... Of kids and their parents who have uh, superpowers, who were actually like cyborgs in a way, and the dad, uh, he had kind of like four boys and two girls, um, and. Um, most of the boys was like race race diversity and they have different kind of powers and stuff. Um, If you look it up, you'll you'll probably be like, Oh, that might've been interesting uh, back in the day. But a lot of people don't know about Bionic 6, but they showed it here uh, for a while um, on Fox and I, grew up getting ready to school watching that uh cartoon at 6 o'clock in the morning. So I would watch it like 6 to 6.30 and then be on my way to school and stuff. Um, so that's mine. If people are interested, check it up on YouTube. Um, and th- that's my three for the 80s. There's more, but uh, you know, uh, Johnny, what is yours? What's your last one for the 80s?
1: Oh, uh, my last one is probably one that's on everybody's list. Uh, it, because it, it became my life uh, for years was a uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Uh, that that show just I mean I bought the bed sheets I bought I mean it looked it looked like you know I had my whole room is all decked out and I mean I had uh, bed frames that were shaped out of like turtle shells like I had the whole thing I own as Deuce knows I own a hundred and like 150, 160 uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles from the Playmates series, uh, mm-hmm. all out of the box, of course, because kids played with their toys back in the day. We didn't collect them, uh, and so I have them all in, in like Ziploc bags, these big gallon bags uh, in in our studio, and uh, and eventually I'm going to make like a uh, a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles wall in our studio, uh, like a place you know, like a shelfie or whatever to put in there. Uh, and uh, so like I'm I remember just. I couldn't watch the movie cuz there was cursing in it, Raphael would curse in it, so I wasn't able to see the first movie till I was a little bit older. Uh but the even the movie had like like the animation in it as well, like in the clips and stuff. It was really really cool. I, I remember seeing the trailer for it. I was like, "Oh, cool. They're trying to get the kids that like watch the show to see the movie as well, you know." Uh and uh I just Dude, I love that show and I love all the crazy Yeah, what was were you going to say?
0: A different he just said, "Damn, right?"
1: He did, yeah. He said that like three times, I think, in, in the alleyway, when my parents were like, oh, I don't know. Because they heard about it, I guess. Because Transformers and I like, had
0: the word damn in it. That's why. In a cartoon.
1: Oh, that's probably what it was. That's probably why. Yeah. Um, but I remember the show had all these weird, like, crazy-looking, mutated, like, characters like you had like this giraffe that played basketball and you had (laughs) you had this big moose that that was a mountie he's dressed up in a mountie outfit and like you had like a you know dr venkman was this bug scientist and you had like all these uh weird like crazy like characters and of course you know the turtles themselves they went through so many and actually it's ironic i'm actually going to show you because it's this part of my collection how um, they would not be able to release this this series of turtles nowadays. Hold on one second. You can talk while I grab it out. The audience won't know, gonna, but I'll describe it.
2: Super racist turtles you got over there. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so check this out. Check this out. I'm, yeah, I'm gonna dude, hold it up. Like I'm gonna describe races, it,
2: bro. Like crazy races.
1: They wouldn't be able to release these today, and I don't even know if these are limited edition or not. But so check this out. That's Leonardo in a full headdress, uh, Native American outfit. Like, look. Look at this. Oh, wow. Can release this today. And take a look at this one Michelangelo. Look at this. Sombrero and a mustache. And a
2: bandolero.
1: Yeah. They would not be able to release mutant, this. This is racist
2: so... turtles. Teenage mutant, racist turtles. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's just wow. really funny. Dude, a mustache whole... he's got on. He's even got like a little mustache on him.
1: Yeah, he's got a little mustache and everything. Can I mean, that... Can this I tell you? So
0: can I tell you? Those are super rare collectors' items because a lot of stores
1: did not get those, right? And they even did knockoff. Check this out. So they did a knockoff of Batman. Donatello is my favorite. Uh, and look at this. This is the. This is. Uh, I mean, look how like close they made this. The oh, Turtle Man with wow. Batman. Donatello. I love. I mean, I have. Like I said, I have a whole. Back, these are just out of my bag you know on top of my boxes but like i had tons of them it was always like i don't know like getting good grades and and like i'd always like like mom but these are like buy two get one free wink wink and she's like okay <laughs> so like i always get and then i'll go to garage sales too and people would have them as well so it's like you know when i was a kid they would have them loose and that's how i played with them i didn't i don't have any of them in, in the original box because you played but one quick story real quick before i get you guys opinion on it it actually was uh, in in America. It was Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, but because the word ninja was used, that promoted violence, mm-hmm. and so they actually changed the name of the show overseas to Teenage Mutant Hero Turtles. Yes. So, and they couldn't use any of the weapons or anything as well, which they didn't really do in the show anyways. But they had to like uh, make sure that they shot it shot correctly, where none of the bo staffs or swords were coming out in the intro. Like, check it out online for folks uh um they're listening and if you're overseas you probably know what i'm talking about they even changed the name of the games change mutant hero turtles as opposed to ninja because ninja you know violence or whatever uh but even the cart even the movies like this the secret of the ooze and the turtles in time movie like they they didn't really use their weapons much either so it was you know but that show i love that show and it holds up today the voice acting is fantastic they had all the voice cats came back from MegaCon last year or Tampa Bay Comic Con last year. I went, uh, it was really cool to to see that they were there and, and whatnot. And of course, you, the guy who played Shredder was Uncle Phil on, um, on, uh, Fresh Prince of Bel Air. So he's, he voiced Shredder. And of course, he passed away, what, last year, or the year before. Yeah. And, uh, so, so I have a knowledge on this show because I obviously, obviously i watched a lot of it and i have a lot lot of research on it well i know when they went to
0: to hour on cbs um michelangelo uh nunchucks changed it to the grappling hook yep and uh they never explained that one on why they do it because i think uh nunchucks somehow got bent or something
1: did yeah that was the most violent looking weapon of, of all the weapons they wanted to uh because I mean, you could do a lot of damage with a nunchuck, um, right. and a nunchuck was also used to defend against swords and stuff. So it's like they just decided later on. Uh, Fred Wolf, who was the executive producer for the show, uh, I remember he he was pretty much all right. Well, we can't really use uh, Michelangelo's nunchucks anymore, and, and they didn't want to have to re-edit everything since they brought it over uh, overseas as in Teenage Mutant uh, Hero Turtles. Yeah, they were like, "Well, we'll just hook shot hook, hook shot in the later CBS." But that was when the show kind of went off the rails, too. So it was a little weird seeing those those shows. Yeah.
0: And you could kind of tell how different the animation was. Um, because when they first debuted it for the five days, the animation was kind of, uh, I think, a little bit more detailed. And then when they got into syndication, it started changing and stuff. Definitely when it went to CBS, it uh, uh it had to change. Cause, um. That was the first one, I think, for me, that it was like an hour show um, for a cartoon. But, like, CBS had that uh, time slot because um, I think it was before P.B. Herman at times. or uh, Yeah, I think so. Yeah, because I, yeah. think, I think on Saturday, all the cartoons ended for some people. It ended at uh 12 o'clock. Like, 11 o'clock right. would be the last showing, and then it would end at 12
2: Right. Well, it, explain this to me because I must have missed this. So it went to CBS, and it, it wasn't like two half-hour episodes back to back. It was one hour-long episode.
0: It was it was one whole hour, and it was back to back episodes. So once they showed the, so crit- it was
2: like two thirty-minute episodes. They just yeah. showed them back. Okay, yeah,
0: because they would show like yeah. the intro, and then they'll show like the, the title of the episode. Go to commercial cool. when that when that was over, and then when they came back for the second one, they'll show the title of that episode. And then okay. they'll do the credits at the end. Yeah, yeah, and
1: yeah. it is totally different too. When CBS uh, brought it over, they changed. You know, everyone knows Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. You know the 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 yeah. famous one, the, the icon. That Fred Wolf, yeah. yeah, the one yeah. that Fred Wolf and his executive team did. But when they moved it to CBS, they even the theme song changed. It was like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Teenage yeah. Mutant, and that's it. Changed, they changed the whole intro, the music. They changed. I mean, I could talk about this for weeks. Sorry, this is like. Does, I knew I had to put this on my list because I know there's a <laughs> lot of fans of the Ninja Turtles. But like our our, our I'm gonna give a shout out to our our, our friend uh, Gordo Gringo on Twitter. Uh he's a huge Turtles fan too. And uh he, he you know him and I talk about it. I mean, we're both passionate about the Turtles, but like I even watched the new show, I love it. But uh that those shows back in the day, I just they were like huge. I couldn't get enough. I had to have turtles, the shoes, Ninja Turtles, you know, bedsheets, Ninja Turtles, the flamethrower, you know, no, the Spaceballs reference there. Did you eat but, the
0: Hostie's <clears throat> cupcakes, the Hostie pies of the Ninja Turtles?
1: No! What Turtle was
0: Yeah. I don't remember those. Yeah, so when the movie came out, um, the tur- they did, Hosties had, uh, you know, because Ninja Turtles had, like, the Cheeto-style kind of chips, they had uh, a Hostie kind of pie, Uh, where it was banana, it was like the yellow banana one. I thought it was going to be like uh, lemon lime, but it wasn't. It was like yellow one. Um, And those was like the hardest ones to find. Like, I've never got a chance to uh, do it. But they, go ahead, Deuce.
2: Didn't they do one that was like, it was brown, like a turtle shell, and then when you bit into it, it, had like green ooze, and it was like the cream filling in the middle? I
0: think so, Yes. Yeah. That's
2: the one yeah, I remember I remember, I remember
1: hearing doing. about
2: that. Yeah, because yeah. it was like – it looked like a turtle shell. And then when you bit into it, it had like the secret ooze in the middle. And it was like some cream like, filling thing. that was like green. Nothing. Yeah, yeah. So, I remember those as a kid because like mom was not about sugary treats. So like me getting those was like a bit – like I had done really good in school that week and like not misbehaved or something. And I got that. Like it was like a big deal for me to get any kind of cashew – Trust me, I was a hyper kid as it was, so giving me sugar <laughs> was not a good idea. So, like, it was like a very special occasion. I remember getting those one time, and then they did the Nerdle- Ninja Turtles ice cream.
1: Um, yeah. Yes.
2: So, yeah.
1: They also did the. Uh, I don't know how much longer we're we'll going Ninja turtles because we get to seem like we can talk about it for days. But my last thing I want to say is, it, you know, Pizza Hut sponsored them as well. Obviously, they were in yes. the movie, but. They also you could get it where well, Pizza Hut was awesome back in the day where you could get like a VHS tape with like the first four episodes of a show or you can get the Land in Time the movie on VHS. I mean they did all kinds of promotions for movies and shows and I remember I remember getting the fir- getting a, a cassette tape. I don't have it anymore. I should have kept it up as a collector's item now, but like it was like the first four seasons of the first season when you bought like uh, an extra large pizza or something like that. And I remember just like. I can get this show with this my pizza? This is the coolest thing ever. You know, uh and yeah, Pizza Hut was awesome back in the day with yeah. the promotions. They um, were they Burger were King did
2: that too. Didn't Burger King did something where they gave out VHS tapes. Like if they you did. bought like a, a kid's meal or something for like five bucks, you got a tape you and it had it like too. two episodes on it or something like there was a bunch of different companies, fast food companies, that uh-huh. were trying to get on that Ninja Turtles because I think when it came to like late eighties, the property to have was Ninja Turtles. Like, if you were associated with Turtles, you were making money.
0: Yeah, because Pizza Hut, when uh, Ninja Turtles, the arcade game, came out for the NES, uh Pizza Hut put a $10 coupon in the box for whoever brought the game. Yeah. Oh,
1: yeah. cool. Yeah,
0: and then when, if you go and play the first arcade game at an actual arcade, you will see the Pizza Hut logo on the pizza boxes for your energy.
1: Oh, cool.
2: Actually, I may have to uh, uh, misquote you on that one. The Nest game you got, the arcade game, had the Pizza Hut logo. If you yeah. played in the arcade, it just says Pizza. Yeah. Like when you walk over it, but like they actually went in the coding and added Pizza Hut because I think Pizza Hut paid X amount of money to get their name on the pizza, which was funny because I remember like the first Ninja Turtle movie came out and Domino's is the pizza they get in the movie. But then when the movie came out, like, on VHS, it had Pizza Hut coupons in it. And I'm like, they just ordered Domino's, but I got a coupon for Pizza Hut. Like, what the hell? Like, this doesn't make any sense. But, uh, you know.
0: Yeah. At At that time, Pizza Hut was big, dude. Like, literally big. Like... You barely could find a Domino's. Not like you can today, because Domino's is like almost everywhere. But Pizza Hut back in the 80s was
1: huge. Yep.
2: Well, I remember a small town that me and, and Johnny lived in when we were growing up in Ain't City. We only had three restaurants. We had a McDonald's, we had a Sonny's Barbecue, and we had a pizza, and that was it.
0: Yep. Wow. Well, Pizza Hut was like all where a place where I could sit down and go to the arcade little section, and then you had like the 50 games of Nintendo that you could play for three minutes after with a quarter. So I used to play Double Dragon then <laughs> while the pizza was being made. My mom was that's giving awesome. me like a quarter, and I would go play Double Dragon and stuff.
2: Oh, I- that's right, we had Hungry Howies too because Hungry Howies had the good arcade. Because Pizza it would have like one random janky ass arcade. <laughs> there it was like some random shit like it would always be something super weird and then like the hungry Howies actually had like an arcade like they had a little room built with like five arcade machines they usually have like five arcade machines and one pinball uh-huh. and they actually whoever was in charge of that knew as shit because they always had good games in there ah uh-huh.
0: Okay, so Deuce, what is your last one? Johnny, I will bring you back. We'll have to have a Ninja Turtles episode. Deuce, you're welcome, too, uh, because I know you probably want to just talk about Ninja Turtles for the world. I'll tell you
2: what, we need to try and get our buddy uh, Corey Gordo Gringo on Twitter for that, because literally he's a youth pastor, and he has a big, like, I call it a shrine, which probably isn't the right word to use in a church, but in his youth pastor office, he's got, like, a huge, like, shelf with, like, all of his Ninja Turtle figures on it. And he's got, like, uh, I can't remember. He got something signed by all the original voice actors at Uh Tampa Bay Uh Comic Con. He got, like, paintings of the turtles in his office.
0: Oh, yes. Make that happen. Sure. Whenever he's free, whenever he wants to do it, I'm down for that. Because I've never read the comics. And I didn't know it was a comic series until people was talking about it. Because I only just thought it was an original cartoon when it first came out.
2: Oh, well, see, here, here's a funny story, and then we'll, we'll move on to my next pick. So I had a Ninja Turtles birthday party when I was, like, eight. So I got, like, all these different toys. Well, somebody went to, like, a Books-A-Million or, like, one of those kind of places, mm-hmm. like, uh, just a bookstore, and was like, hey, I'm looking for Ninja Turtles comics for this kid for his birthday. And they're like, oh, okay. So they bought me a graphic novel. Well, thank God nobody looked at it until I got it in my room, like later in the day. Holy shit, that blew eight year old Deuce's brain hole. Because like Raphael straight murdering fools. There's like semi nudity. Like it was like hardcore. And I'm like, What kind of fucking turtles are these? Like, <laughs> not what I'm seeing on Saturday mornings. Like, I'm not seeing, you know, Raphael and Michelangelo kind of quasi trying to tell april they want a boner you know like like it was it was wild shit for an eight year old so i was like wow this is awesome and that was like the first time i found out about the comics
1: oh
0: did you read read them johnny or just a cartoon and it's always
1: uh no i actually didn't I, i i didn't get into the comics until i was an adult i never read them as a kid
0: okay then we're all on the same. Well, me and you on the same level because <laughs> I still, to yeah. the very day, I haven't read the comics yet.
2: Yeah, talk to, talk to Corey, Johnny, because Corey's got them all on hardback. Mm-hmm. Like, in big, like, omnibuses. Like, I've got the first one sitting here on the shelf I'm looking at right now, and I'm sure he'd let you borrow them, and they're a great read. And I recommend that for you, too, Eddie. If you can if you can find them uh, somewhere where you can, like, get a hold of them or borrow mm-hmm. them or something, they're, they're worth a read because they're – they're so different than the turtle. We base those were basically like the fancy high end gouda cheese of turtles and what we-, we got was like the nacho cheese you get at the movie <laughs> it, the baseball stadium in comparison. Like they were like the craft singles cheese of turtles in comparison to that. So. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> it's so funny and I'm laughing because Deuce is just saying it like like just right just saying everything just right so deuce what is your last 80s movies because my
2: favorite and this is probably my favorite 80s cartoon even though it is pretty neck and neck with transformers but i think it beats them out and that's gi joe man i love gi joe i remember uh one of my favorite christmases uh i got the aircraft carrier for christmas from santa claus and i got a bunch of other like uh, G.I. Joe toys, and man, I was, as a kid, I was ate up with G.I. Joe. It was G.I. Joe everything for me, until I was like 10. I mean, I, even afterwards, because I remember, it's funny you brought up uh, Deke earlier, uh, Johnny. Like, there was the first two seasons of G.I. Joe, and then Deke took over, and then when Deke took over from Marvel, they changed a lot of things around, and like the story changed dramatically. And, like, characters changed dramatically. And a lot of that was to sell more toys. But I remember, I think it was probably one of the last two or three toys I bought, I was in, like, early middle school. I want to say I was, like, maybe in fifth, sixth grade. And I bought, like, two or three toys. And I was kind of out of that toy playing with stage, you know? But I really liked putting them together. Because it was almost like a model kit. Like, I remember I got one, and I want to say... I want to say it was either Dr. Mindbender or their new version of Sepentor. And it was like a chariot and it was a bike, but then you could pick it up and like this part came off and it was like a hovercraft with guns on it. And then it would like land back on and make it like a giant motorcycle thing. And like I remember buying that was like one of the last toys I bought as a kid.
0: Oh, wow.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. I I liked it. The GI Joe, the cartoons, you know, the. I like the, uh, you're probably going to bring it up, Deuce, but I like the, uh, you know, they always try to put something in there for kids for, like, morals and stuff at the end. We well, yeah. have the guy is like, annoying is days. half the battle.
2: Yeah. <laughs> and I, I'll tell you what, as I've gotten older, I guess they've got these guys that voice <laughs> dub all those now. And those are hilarious, like, where they put their own, like, the like the, vo- the mouth moves, but, like, somebody else voice dubs over it. And it's, oh, man, it's crazy. But, yeah, it, it those has, those are it, funny. It,
0: it has one of the number one most catchphrases, kind of not of all time, but everybody can remember what it what it is. Uh, and knowing is half the battle. G I Joe. Yep.
2: There's this T-shirt I saw the other day, and I almost bought it, except for it was kind of expensive, and it said G I Joe, and it said the battle, and it was a big pie chart, and half of it said knowing, and the other two pieces of it, the other two fourths. Was red lasers, blue lasers,
0: <laughs> <laughs> that no one could they could shoot as many as them, and there was nobody.
2: shot better than the motherfuckers. Like nobody ever got hit, and I'm like, "Come on, brah, come on!" Like somebody's got to hit something. Like nobody ever got hit. Like I remember, like thinking that the guy that was the medic, I'm like you are the most worthless son of a bitch because nobody ever gets shot. So all you're doing is carrying around your big ass medical satchel and doing nothing. Cause you know, they never got hit, but like, Oh man, that show was so good. And also I remember as a kid, because that was the first time to me cartoons were really like serialized. Like you had to watch them all in a row yeah. because they had so many, like the first, basically the first two, episodes if you want to call it were miniature movies there was the the mass device episode which was like five four or five episodes long and then there was the one with the weather dominator which was also like four or five episodes long so that's what kick-started the whole gi joe thing and then they went into hmm. like the normal episodes where they might there may be a two-parter here and there but they were mostly like single standalone episodes. But I just remember like it would, even the standalone episodes sometimes would touch back to things that happened in earlier episodes. And that was the first time to me as a kid, I was like, wow, like if I watch this, it pays off. Like, you know, something I saw three weeks ago, they're going to talk about in an episode down the road, which most kids stuff was really generic. It was like, okay, you can sit down you can watch it for a half an hour and that's it. Like you don't, if you watch it tomorrow, you don't have to remember anything that happened yesterday. So, um, for me, I just I, I thought that was really cool. I loved all the characters; they were so cool. I loved the toys. Um, not gonna lie, maybe one of those first inklings of uh, "Hey, girls are pretty cool" because uh, Baroness would show up, and I was like, I kind of like that. Yeah, I don't know what all this black leather is and the glasses and the big hoots, but I'm down with that. So. <laughs> You know, yeah,
0: and everybody just wanted to give a, a honorable mention, a shout out, because I thought you guys would put it on Thundercats. Uh, yeah, th- Thundercats was as as big as He Man and Transformers was. Thundercats, not only the theme song, but Lionel, uh, people imitating getting the sword, thunder, thunder, Thundercats. Oh, like everybody loved the voice in the cast of the Thundercats.
2: Um, And everybody loved it, some Chitara, too, man. Yeah. That was what was up. I was like, yeah, I like that.
0: Yes, yes. So I uh, just want to give a shout-out to Thundercats. I, I'm sad that they never got a movie, uh, an animated movie. Well, I
2: really think if you did the break, like, I would have to go do homework. But I think if you do the breakdown, I really think Thundercats might have only been, like, two seasons, maybe three. Because mm-hmm. I remember at least when I was a kid, like I remember them showing up and the toys showed up. And then like a year later, it was all gone. Like it was like a flash of the pan. Now you got to remember, we lived down in rural Florida, like right outside of Orlando. So like, we kind of got everything a little late. Uh Like you you being in Chicago, you probably got things way earlier than we got them. So we were kind of late to the party to things. But I remember like, it started showing up, and I don't even think it was a Saturday morning cartoon. I think it might have been like it was WG forty four in Tampa was showing them like in syndication, like repeats. And then we got the toys because I remember they had the big like I don't know what it was. It was like a castle, but it was like a big like lion
0: thing. Yeah, that base.
2: Yeah, and then there was that big lion car that they drove in. Yeah, and and uh, like they had the figures, like the single action figures. And I remember them popping up because I was like, oh, I want one of those. But mom was like, well, it's not your birthday. It's not Christmas. Like it fell in a weird time. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay. And then I remember by the time it rolled around for my birthday, Christmas, they were gone.
0: Yeah. Um, it was it was a syndication here. But yeah. we barely got any Thundercat toys. Cause we really? had, Yeah, we had a place called Child World. And uh, sooner we had like KB toys, and because we didn't get toys, our US almost closer to the nineties, in a way. Um, and when you when you was uh, if there were any Thundercats toys, you could not find any. Like we like the base we didn't see, we didn't see no characters. Like if they did have them, they had a small selection, and they were gone. Everybody just knew about the cartoon. Yeah. So. But yeah, well, one
2: quick story before okay, we move ahead. on, just because you said that about Toys R Us. The only Toys R Us we had in Orlando, now I'm hoping that everybody listening to this is adult and I don't you know spoil anything for any kids. So if you're a kid, turn this down. Um, my mom and dad got for me that big aircraft carrier I talked to you about. Well, they bought it in Orlando because Toys R Us was next to my grandmother's. Well, they were building it every day for like an hour or two a day at my neighbor's house because he had a big barn. Mm -hmm. So they built it in the barn so then they could cover it with a sheet so I wouldn't see it. They got to the end and they found out the bag with all the decals was missing. And this was like two weeks before Christmas. And they called the store and my mom, I borderline think she told him she was going to burn that fucker to the ground if they didn't find her one. So she had to drive all the way back to Orlando, which for us, that's an hour oh, one way. Wow. So two hours round trip to go get the the bag that had all the decals to put on it because they it just wasn't in the box for some reason. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Like I, my mom told me that story, like once I got older and, you know, we explained the whole Santa Claus thing. <laughs> and I remember that story. I was like, man. You must have really loved me. And she's like, son, the shit we did for you as a kid, you don't even know. (laughs) Like, just the stuff like that, like, where we, you know, it it drove us crazy. And we did all this stupid stuff because we just wanted to make you that happy. And I just remember that being, like, one of the sweetest stories that, like, she drove the two hours just to get that bag. So it had all the right stickers and stuff on it.
0: Uh, So shout out and love to Mama Deuce. Yeah, Mama Deuce.
2: Love Mama Deuce, yeah.
0: We're we're now going to get into the 90s. Any 80s snacks that you guys want to talk about that you guys remember? I know, Johnny, you mentioned your mom and, uh, making you the sandwiches uh, for you and your yes. sister. Um, I know for me, Bubblicious Pop was out. Uh, and I couldn't believe how nasty that was. Um, I think the Mario Brothers cereal was out during that time also. Hey.
2: I because have. they had a Mario cereal, they had a uh,
0: Legend of Zelda
2: turtle cereal, and a Legend of Zelda. Yes, like here's the thing: if you bought it and you bought like two or three boxes and collected the box tops, you mailed it in with like ten bucks, and they sent you back a T-shirt, and it had a hologram in the middle with like oh, the Ninja wow. Turtles a Mario or Zelda. Yeah, and I had all three of them as a kid uh, because my mom sent off for them, and they were the tits, man.
0: Wow. Um I yeah. had I had the Chef Boyardee Pac-Man uh uh soup little things. Um uh, yeah. I don't know what else was out. Uh
2: Well, I remember the big thing in the 80s was and you hit the nail on the head was like Chef Boyardee figured out how to make like different shaped pastas. Yeah. And he just bukakied the pasta world. Like it was like Ninja Turtles pasta, X-Men pasta, uh Mario mm-hmm. pasta like <clears throat> Anything they can make shapes out of, they made the, like, Spaghetti-O version of it. Because I remember as a kid having a – that's probably why I will not eat Spaghetti-Os now. Because really? I had so many of them as a kid. Oh, yeah, like, I will go without eating before I eat a Spaghetti-O now. Like, I just – ugh. Yeah. And and I like Chef d like the ravioli, like yeah. I'll eat. Beefaroni I'll eat, but the Spaghetti-Os, get that the smooth fuck up on out of here. <laughs>
0: Uh I know Gummy <laughs> Warns was my favorite. Um the gum cigarettes. Uh, oh yeah. Uh it. of course Twizzlers and stuff like that. Garbage Pail Kids. This
2: kid. is a big one which is Ecto Cooler. <laughs>
0: uh oh yes. Oh my goodness. Uh Bazooka Joe and um oh goodness, I just I just said it. Um Garbage Pail Kids. They had the nasty gum <laughs> but you had the cars to collect. Uh, so that was some mm-hmm. of my eighty snacks, Johnny. Any snacks for you, or dudes, any snacks for you? Any
2: favorites? I remember Slim Jims, like because like in the eighties it's like when Macho Man Randy Savage snap into it, like you know I remember that and like really getting into Slim Jims, like when I was a kid, like that was a big treat for me. Um, it's funny as a kid, like I wasn't super into sweets, and I'm even as an adult, I'm not like crazy into sweets. But um I remember that was big. I remember the push pops when I was a kid.
0: Yeah. I don't know if
2: those. and they the, the thing was is like push pop did the same thing as uh Shep or D did. Like they would get character licenses. Like I remember we got the Flintstones push pops, they did Ninja Turtles push pops that were like green ooze colored. Mm-hmm. Um I wanna say they had Ghostbusters once, but like anytime time like a big cartoon thing came out, like Push Pops was all about it, and I think they were cheap just because I remember we had them around the house all the time. So I'm thinking they must not have been that expensive because like, you know, when I was a kid, like we were pinching pennies a lot there, especially when I was real young. So like, I know it couldn't have been like an expensive thing or we wouldn't have had them around the house that much.
0: To us, a dollar was like a hundred dollar bill to us as
2: a kid. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And 80s money, you got to remember, kids, we've got inflation now. So like, money went farther than it does today in the eighties, but people weren't making as much as they make now. So, yeah. I mean, Oh, uh, and plus a lot of people like my parents, they were in the beginning of their careers. So they weren't making as much money as they did when I was high school, when they were like in the middle of their careers and the heyday of their careers. So, you know, there's that money differential thing too. But like, those are the ones that, that at least to me stick out a big league Chew for some reason sticks out. Cause I remember yes. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um- Cause, uh,
0: I know Nile Laters and Laffy Taffies. Actually, Banana Laffy Taffies were like the best to me. Um, I mean, I would do... Oh, I love those. Those are so good. I I would do the green apple and the strawberry and um, some other flavors, but the banana one was just the best to me and stuff. Mm. Johnny, any snacks for you or anything?
1: Uh, I don't have any for the 80s, but I have some for the 90s. So get back to me on the 90s ones.
0: Okay, so we're going to actually now talk about our 90s cartoon. I have to start with my ultimate favorite, Batman the Animated Series. Love, love, and I'm talking about love, that show. The animation, uh, Batman's voice care acting, just, you know, him fighting all the villains and stuff. I think this is the best Joker um, that surpasses whatever... Batman beat not Batman Begins. Uh, the Dark Knight. Uh, Joker was whoever Keith Ledger, whatever mm-hmm. mess that acting was. That that was no the animated one with Mark Hamill is always the best to me. I mean, I love I love the Joker from the regular Batman um, and from the uh, TV show, but the animated Joker. Like he was menacing, and I love his little gags and stuff. Uh, but I love that show. Like, that was my four, th- four o'clock show, uh, before Power Rangers, and I had to watch that on Fox every Monday through Friday.
1: Uh, I love that show, it's, um, it was created by the masterminds. Uh, um, Bruce, Tim and Paul Denny, they actually created characters in that show that were brand new that are iconic. Now, like Harley Quinn was an original character. They created Clayface, original character. They had a lot of original characters that they created, uh, that weren't even in the comics. They, they debuted in the show and that shows you how strong of a show it was that those characters are, you know, pretty much in our pop culture now, our household names. Uh, and it's, it's, uh, the, the music was amazing. Uh, they, they got Danny oh. Elfman to score the original. That soundtrack uh, he did the original is... Batman. It's oh. amazing. Yeah. Oh,
0: that soundtrack is... Uh, even the beginning. And you would never think a TV show like that, a cartoon, would have like a symphonic kind of orchestrated soundtrack to a kids' yeah. TV show.
1: Well, it's crazy because Shirley Walker, uh, rest in peace, she actually took the reins from... Uh, from Danny Elfman, like Danny Elfman did, like the first episode, and then he did uh, the opening theme song for Batman mm-hmm. the Animated Series. Obviously, he did the the original Batman, Keaton Batman, but like he had, he pretty much said he he teamed up with Shirley Walker, and Shirley Walker ended up actually scoring Mask of the Phantasm, which was you know the Batman the Animated Series went to theaters, and that was yeah. the movie that was there, which fantastic movie still holds up today as like one of the best animated movies of all time. Uh, and so it was great to hear the music because the music was, like you said, it was, we were getting like movie scores and a television show and it was crazy to hear, to hear that. And it had like a jazz feel to it as well at times. And, uh, and the characters and also for the animation style, this is another show I could talk about for weeks on end because I I love Batman the Animated Series. It's actually on my list, so I don't know if I should put a different one in its spot when it gets to my turn or just. You know, we'll, we'll be good on that to one. It's
0: not you. want to do another spot, or if you want to keep talking? No, about I think it, we're good.
1: Me. I think I'll, I'll, I'll just keep mine. Um, Batman the animated series as well. Uh, <clears throat> I love that show, uh, and also like Kevin Conroy is Batman. <laughs> he was fantastic. Yes. Um, and it's just it's just great to kind of to see like that animation style. They literally they did the animation on black backgrounds, and they would they would paint on top of it. So like when they do the animation, that's why everything looks so dark. Like, the city oh, of Gotham wow. was dark. Yeah, I looked that up. Uh, when you get, like, lithographs or stills from it, uh-huh. like, you'll see that the background is all black. And there's and it's painted on top. That's how it gave it that really dark look. And Bruce Tim, you know, he was an animator. And, and he was like, yeah, this is – I wanted this to have, like, a, a different look to it. Because most shows were you done on white and in color on top. But this was done on black paper, black backgrounds. And then, you know – White, you know, they'd, sometimes they do matte paintings and stuff like that as well. But like this Batman the animated series, I'd say the first four seasons. Anything after that's kind of weird. Um, yeah. But uh, but uh, after the like the first four seasons were solid, super solid, really great writing, great music, great characters. They usually have like a moral in every story too, like within the show. Uh, and uh, it's it's dark too. Like they they show blood mm-hmm. in the show. Like people get hit, they get punched. There's blood coming down. I mean, they they you know they they try to make it as PG as you can make it, you know, for a show back in the eight, uh, '90s, and uh, I think the show I have I have like the first three seasons on DVD, and they hold up really well still. So, uh, and of course, Mark Hamill is amazing as a Joker,
0: Mister Freeze. I felt for him like this, like he is one of the villains. I think because of his story and the person who voice acted him and everything, um, it got to me, dude, and I felt so bad, uh about it i was just like this is probably one of the most of the uh, any antagonist in a cartoon that got me that i was just like i feel bad for you and i understand what you're doing and why you're doing it um but it kind of had like a human emotion to it that you would never expect out of a cartoon because i'm just like this dude lost his wife and that's all he wants to do is bring her back And and that's a deep evil kind of twisted love But man It it got me as a kid And I'm just like As a kid you think of I want to see the action But you never took time to actually think about Stuff like this So yeah
1: yeah. Fantastic Uh, I think what we should do is uh, We'll go to Deuce for his After he's done with his thoughts Because you you and I shared the same one Does that sound good? Okay,
2: Okay. you have thoughts? On Batman um, and you're not gonna believe this I've never seen it I've seen an episode or two but like beginning in the 90s was when I was getting a little older and my parents were getting more strict so they really did they didn't let me watch tv when I came home after school like I could watch an hour of tv at night like from like eight to nine before I went to bed and that was it so like a lot of the cartoons in the in the 90s I kind of missed out on because they were trying to tighten the reins and to get me to focus on school and sports and stuff um, but yeah, I mean, i I'm not going to sit here and say I've never seen an episode. I've seen one or two, but I've not seen that many. I keep kind of waiting for Netflix to put it on because I'm like, why is Warner Brothers not said, Hey, Netflix, put this on instant Queue? because I think a lot of people would watch it and it would get a new interest in the product. Um, but I'm, I'm I've really never seen it.
0: Yeah. Cause I think Animaniacs is on, uh, Netflix, but
1: that just, I mean, I mean that's the thing people need to realize with with uh, with Netflix things don't stay on Netflix forever they have license and agreements yeah. to run yeah. the show for so many months or a month at a time or or six months or because a year Animaniacs or yeah. Just, yeah. Yeah, because Animaniacs just came on, like, like four months ago, and yeah. I don't know what their contract is, but, like, they could, next month they could be gone, you know what I mean? Like, this stuff doesn't stay on there forever. Even the real Ghostbusters just came on this month on Netflix, so, I mean, the one from the 80s, the cartoon, so, like, that was never on the show before, so, like, it just really depends. But I wonder if with Batman, there's a lot of moving parts, maybe, that are involved, you know, like, you... I don't know if there was different development companies. I think the show actually changed producing production companies when it got to season four, so it might even be something to do with that. Uh, and then obviously, I'm not sure how it works, you know. But obviously, Warner Brothers owns it, but I'm not sure what happens, you know, later on with the with well, the it's show. because
2: kind of you two can help me with this. First, it was Batman the Animated Series, and then it was like The Adventures of Batman and Robin, and then it was like something else.
1: Well, there's different. There was different variation. Yeah, it was like the first three seasons were the best. There was that was the Batman the anime series, and then it was like it had a Batman and Robin one. They also had the Adventures of Batman, and then there was one where they started introducing Catwoman in there as a mainstay, and they'd have, uh, yeah. So they, the show changed over time, um, and you know the, the the show that I think Edward and I are talking about is the first three or four seasons. Those are the yeah. ones that were like, okay, the ones, yeah yeah because
0: it's like because you could like when it got later on I think after season four the animation changed so mm-hmm. uh you so whatever happened with that you be you can feel like uh, I don't know if I still like it or anything but if you start seeing like the first four four seasons especially like the first and second season you'll be like wow how good it is and stuff
2: well I think what I need to do is just since Johnny said he's got the first three seasons on on DVD mm-hmm. its or DVDs and watch them maybe over yep. the summer or something because I've got like two or three shows queued up because during the summer like I usually I'll burn through two or three shows on Netflix mm-hmm. because of, all of my shows are mostly off for the summer so usually that's that's what I do so maybe I'll I'll, I'll put that in rotation so
1: yeah definitely yeah I have...
0: so Deuce, what was your cartoon for the nineties. Your first one.
2: Okay, my first one out of the gate is Beavis and Butthead. <laughs> that was such a good cartoon, man. And I, I remember around my house, that show was controversial. Like, Because for a hot minute there, mom was like, no, you can't watch that. And then I found a kid that lived down the street whose parents didn't care really what he watched. And I was like, so what are you doing about 6 o'clock? You mind if I come over for about a half an hour and watch some TV? So like, I would go down to his house. And then it, I'm not going to go into it. His house got a little rough, and I was like, "Yeah, I'm good. I think uh, I think I'm going to watch it." My, and then mom and dad found out what I was doing, and then found out what was going on at that house, and they were like, "You know what? You're more than welcome to watch Weavis but head at our house. <laughs> you know, don't <laughs> go down to there." So uh, it was kind of I whittled them down, but I mean, you got to remember that show was so big. One year they had what was called the Butt Bowl which was during the halftime show of the Super Bowl, they aired a brand-new episode of Beavis and Butthead. So you flipped over to MTV while the Super Bowl was having their halftime show, and you watched Beavis and Butthead, and that was awesome.
0: Can, can I say, it, it's not it's not my favorite, but...
2: Uh, it's not everybody's cup of tea, and, yeah. and I'll be the first to admit that. Like it For me, I, I think it's more the time frame, because... Uh-huh. Uh, Funny story... So, like, two, two maybe three years ago, they revived Beavis and Butthead on MTV, and they brought it back. Yeah. And only did, like, eight episodes. So, at the time, like, people were coming over here Thursday nights to watch TNA and Pack Wrestling. And our buddy, G- Gordo Gringo, was one of them. Uh, Brian was one of them. Jason was one of them. So, what we'd do is we'd, pa- we'd watch TNA, and then when TNA was done, we'd flip over uh, TNA Wrestling, We'd flipped over to Beavis and Butthead, and it didn't hold up. Like, I don't know if the writing wasn't good or maybe we have just gotten older, but it was not It was not near as good or as, as funny as the old ones are. But I can tell you this because I've seen them repeats like late at night on MTV, some of like the original ones,
0: yeah,
2: and they still hold up. Like, they're still funny as hell.
0: Frickin' the law, frickin' the law, uh-uh, the law, breaking the law. Well, that
2: was the thing. Like, Johnny's a pretty big metalhead. I'll be the first one to admit I am not. So like that show actually introduced me to like a bunch of bands that I had no clue who they were, like Guar and like people like that. I'm like, who the, what the hell is this? <laughs> so like, it introduced me to like a whole like range of music mm-hmm. that I knew nothing about.
0: Um, yeah. See, uh, I Daria came out of Beast and Butthead, so I enjoyed Daria yeah. more. Cause Daria was more sarcastic, and she was shady. <laughs> it would let you have it, like her her smartness was the shady stuff. It would let you have it. So that's what I enjoyed out of Beavis and ButtHead. And they also had a video game too. Oh my goodness! That was
2: so hard. That video game was ridiculously hard. Yes. Like, right. like I actually watched a video the other day of these guys trying to play it. And, like, it was so hard. Like, they had to, like, go – like, they had <laughs> to order off of eBay, like, a strategy guide for the game. And, like, we're, like, using the strategy guide. And even the strategy guide wasn't helping. And they finally, like, beat the game and everything. But, like, it took them for – what should have been, like, a 20, 30-minute them up took them, like, three hours or something stupid. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. But, I mean – It was fun, but I will say this. I think you hit a good nail on the head. I think most people can be separated into two categories. They're either Beavis and Butthead people or Daria people. Because, like, one of those two shows you loved and the other one you didn't like. Like, prime example, I love Beavis and Butthead. I could care less about Daria. Like, I didn't even watch it because I'm like, I don't care. So but I think you could definitely file people in those two groups. Yeah,
0: I think it was the sarcasm of Beast and Butthead that I didn't get. Like I, I something about them became too annoying for me. And I think it was you know that these two characters are idiots. But yet they still do something funny and they still do something catchy that you'll be able to remember. That but you know, it they it was something um on tv as an animated series that no you couldn't see nowhere else so beefs and bellhead f- completely fell fresh when it came out
2: well i think it was fresh just because you got to remember that show was spun out of a little thing on mtv called liquid television yes which what introduced us to eon flux yeah uh which mm-hmm. introduced us to the max Um, A lot of like different like cartoon shows got spun out of that because I remember and I didn't put on my list and I probably should have. The Max was a very, very good cartoon show that was on MTV. And the funny thing is they made 10 episodes and I think they only aired like four or five and then MTV canceled it. And then when I was an adult and started going to cons, like I call him bootleg Joe. There's always a guy there that's got, like, bootleg everything on a table with, like, 100, like, DVDs. And so I went over to bootleg Joe's booth, and I'm looking at stuff, and he had it. And he's like, all 10 episodes. I'm like, what? And I'm like, I only saw four. And he's like, oh, yeah, bro, because they canceled it, like, after four episodes. And these are all the unaired episodes that, like, I don't even know where this guy got them from. I don't even want to ask where the guy got them from. So you would just pay him. And it was in some, like, ratchet, like... DVD kit where he like printed on his printer like the little slide in that went on it and then it was like you could tell it was like one of those blank CDs that you would like write on yes. because you flip it over and it looked all funny and it had like a sticker on the top that like he made on his like it was complete ratchet like it was like some ghetto ass shit but I remember I probably got it in a box in the Dang. attic somewhere but I remember I bought it because I was like. All right, I'm going to get this because I remember I bought that. I bought the unaired pilot of Buffy uh, that I still have at the house on VHS. Um, and I bought something else from him that day, too, something that was, like, super bootleg. I think it might have been the Gen 13 movie. Like, they made a Gen 13 cartoon movie, and uh, it was one of the let's,
1: pre- let's preface that. The unaired animated Buffy.
2: No, no, no. This is the original pilot episode for Buffy.
1: Oh, okay, and that was I must have been back in there because I know they they unaired, they have an original uh unaired, uh Buffy the Animated Series pilot that didn't come out to come to fruition. Yeah, as well. I, but
2: I think that one's only like ten or fifteen minutes. Like it's not really long. Right. Oh. Like, I think the last time I went to Bootleg Joe, he had that the Buffy musical and like a couple other episodes like on a Blu Ray, and I was like, oh. Okay. That's Stuff, or not blu-ray but a dvd and i was like why all that And he's like well i tried to sell just to animate it by itself but i hate charging people ten dollars for 15 minutes i'm like yeah that is kind of a waste so he's sure. like i put the musical episode and a couple things other things on there and people bought it um but no like do you have a vhs player still i do I, yeah i do I'll, I'll let i'll let you borrow it sometime if you want to watch it like the effects are horrible uh but basically this was like the pilot he made for for WB to say, look, this is my idea for the show, and it's 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 kind of cool to watch because you can see some of the things they took from it and used, and some of the things they got rid of. But like, it's it, as big a Buffy fan as you are. Next time I come to your house, I'll bring it to you. That and your sunglasses, here okay. by the way. So yeah, true. <laughs> uh, what
1: what before you guys go into Eddie's next one, what's what's uh what ca- camp am I in? Am I Dario Daria or BB's and Butthead? Can you tell I me? hope
2: it's Beavis a Butthead. I've got a bad yep. feeling maybe Daria, but Be- I'm hoping it's Beavis a butthead. Beavis and
1: Butthead, yeah. I butthead. was but I was one of those people like Deuce and I are the same age, so we grew up this same generation and everything. And and I remember we both grew up with kind of strict, you know, Christian yep. parents. And uh I remember I would when I watched Beavis a Butthead, I-, I would always have my finger on the previous channel button.
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Would have it on espn so like whenever it went back you'd go to like espn because i knew no matter what was on espn it would be safe yes so i did the like,
0: same th- i did the same thing <laughs> yeah.
2: there was a few shows in the early 90s i used to watch just like that with my finger on that button like i'm fucking like i'm american sniper with my finger on the trigger just waiting to pull it you know so yep. yeah i know exactly so what we you all know.
1: did it. okay
0: i'm not alone <laughs> Uh, thank God that MTV was close to Nickelodeon. <laughs> yeah. That one quick. If not, BET was the next channel for MTV, so <laughs> I was watching some black like, videos. Or something. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Uh, I'm just so like, awestruck right now. i <laughs> oh, yeah. can laugh.
2: Yeah, that, that's old school kid trick. I don't know if the kids still do that now, but yeah, that was the old head trick right there. It's like you hit that last button. And my go-to channel was always like ESPN because I was like, if it goes to ESPN, I'm safe. Like it'll be Sports Center, or it'll be like something because that was like in the baby days of ESPN. So it was like 90% Sports Center, 20% AWA wrestling, and maybe like 10% American Gladiators. Like they'd have we- back in the early days of ESPN, uh, Eddie. I don't know if you know, they had some wild shit on ESPN. Like, oh yeah. They had pro wrestling on ESPN. They had uh, they had American Gladiators. They would have like just random ass like the arm wrestling championship of the world, like just weird shit. See, you're like, what? like if you turned on ESPN now and saw that, your head would explode. You'd be like, what the fuck is this? See, American
0: so. Gladiators was on RUPN at uh, yeah. For people who don't know, it was like uh, it was channel fifty. But it was something else and then when they changed it to UPN. Uh, that just became the name. So people who know UPN, uh, American Gladiators back in the day was on that channel. Uh, but yeah, ESPN shows some weird stuff.
1: Yeah, I I uh, I I loved American Gladiators because and I always taught, say this all the time and always my friends. Whatever, some like when we're playing a game or something, and I'm like a judge or something in the game. I'm like. Gladiator's ready, Challenger's ready <laughs> i always like, go! Yes. <laughs> but it's always that, that show. And I actually had the toys. They actually had the toys. Like, remember they had these crazy Wait. wrestling names? Weird. Like uh, I do not know they made like toys. Like Iceberg and like uh, Vader, Oh man. Like,
2: yeah. Yeah. Who like, like, on, Who Like Where did they make Arnold American How bad the names
0: were? Wait, when did they make American Gladiator toys? I've never heard of
1: that. Yeah, they yeah, made an animated and series they had too. A little
2: tower, like Wait, you would put what? the figures on. It would actually do the little, the I don't know what was that called, the pendulum where they had the yep. stick with the two things yeah. at the end, and you could make yeah. your figures actually fight each other. And there was like a button yep. that you would move it back and forth, and it would actually knock one of the figures off.
0: I've never seen or heard of this.
2: Yeah.
0: I, I'm gonna have and, to look this up after the show. I'm blown. You do. It's awesome.
2: Yeah, because guys. Remember the one with the tennis balls, the tennis ball gun? Like, I think they had a play set of that, too, where you'd put one figure on the tennis ball gun and he could shoot at the other little figure. Now, you'd have to move your figure with your hand, of course, but, like, that one, like, was a play set. Like, they had, like, two or three American Gladiators play sets, and they had, like, all of the Gladiators pretty much had an action figure.
0: Oh, my goodness. I don't remember that. Wow, okay, yeah, I'm going to have to look that up. Well, let's move on to my second one. My second one, I, it just came to mind, and I love the show, Ren and Stimpy. Hands down. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Ren and Stimpy, as adult as it was, and kind of dirty, it, it was kid friendly, but it was funny as ever. Um. The, you idiot just and and log the little commercial. <laughs> I oh, love yeah. yeah. toast man. <laughs> <laughs> yes. yes. And even even though if the comedy was a little bit gross, um Ren is still to this very day I could watch it and still laugh. I enjoyed it. Um, so Deuce, what is yours?
2: Uh um, My number 2. Yeah. Is, and then
0: we'll get back to you we'll get to you
2: Johnny. Uh, it's Captain and the Game Master, which I don't know if any of you two remember this show, but this show was awesome. Now, yes, I may have cheated a little on this one because I couldn't figure out if it aired first in '89 or '90. It was hard for me to get like good references,
1: yeah. So I just
2: threw it in '90s because it had like three seasons. But I I, I love that show. I remember watching it every week. Actually, it's funny because back then. It was before I think – or maybe I was getting Nintendo Power at the time. I don't remember. But I remember I was getting really stuck on Mega Man 2, and then they had a Mega Man episode. And it showed, like, you had to beat different characters' bosses with other bosses' powers. And I was like, oh, shit. So then I went back and played it, and that's what helped me beat the game was actually watching the TV show.
0: Wow. Yeah, because it was on NBC in my area on Saturdays. Yeah, because it was –
2: it was like an NBC uh production so like NBC like the one that produced it but they produced it along with Nintendo because like I got deep in the wiki on this one today um and I guess what happened is they had this young executive at Nintendo Power like hey I've got this idea for this character but we're gonna launch him in Nintendo Power we're gonna do ad campaigns with him and we're gonna have a cartoon on Saturday mornings on NBC with this guy and that's how they launched it and uh like, it was awesome because there were sections of it, like, the first, like, minute or so was, like, live action, and then it would, like, he would go into the video game, and, he, and then he would be hanging out, like, in the video game world. Yeah. Uh, and it was, it, oh, man, it was awesome. And it was crazy because at the time, like, I don't even know how they got all the rights to do everything because, like, you ha- the the main villain was Mother Brain from Metroid, yes. and then, his like right hand bad guy was uh
0: Airplay. the
2: plant wizard. Yes. And King Hippo for Mike Tyson's punch out was like his other bad guy henchman, and then the good guys were Captain N, yes. Princess something, like Princess Nintendo or whatever. And then it was uh Belmont from Castlevania, it was Mega Man, and yeah. it was Kidding. And like that made up like the good guy squad, and I was like
0: and as adult. a
2: kid, I, I didn't process as much as it does now because I'm an adult and I know how business works and how, like, getting all these licenses to work together, how much of a pain in the ass it is. And I'm like, I don't know how er, er, late 80s, early 90s they got all these people together and said, hey, it's okay to do. The <coughs> only thing I will say – Johnny, you might have to back me up on this. The only person I don't remember them ever interacting with was Mario.
1: No, no, because- the only the way they interacted was uh when the the season two I guess they were part of the uh the Mario block the super mario world super mario yeah. best they there was like a, a block where they would be in that uh as well, but they never actually physically interacted with the characters, but they were a part of that super Mario world block that hour long block right. they' run yeah. that
2: is when they at like the i think the second season you're right, they did the Nintendo block and Captain N was first, and then the second episode would be it was the adventures of super Mario brothers three. And right. then I think next year it was captain in the game master. And then the second episode was super Mario world. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The cartoon of that. But like, I, like, I remember like one episode, they went to the King Kong or not King Kong, donkey Kong world. And like, they interacted with donkey Kong and like, they interacted like with all these other games, but the one game I always kind of wanted them to interact with and they never did was Mario. And I was like, that's a little weird, but yeah, because I, don't
0: know. I think because at the time um, Mario, well, because Mario Brothers had on Fox, they had their Mario, uh the Super Mario Brothers uh, Super Show, and um,
2: Captain Lou Albino, yes. Captain Lou was Mario, and yeah, yeah, yeah. So maybe that's why. Maybe it was a contract with them, and that's the reason they couldn't do it.
0: Right, because once they got done with the Super Show, they started doing all cartoons. And once Legend yeah. of Zelda ended on Friday, um, I think that's yeah. when they changed that whole format. Yeah, because I think it ended yeah. up, yeah, because I think uh, when they did Super Mario Brothers 3 and World, I think all of that got moved to NBC later on. Yeah, yeah. that
2: because that was the other thing they never interacted with. They never interacted with Zelda at all, which I thought was weird. But Zelda, like you said, had its own cartoon for a minute. Like, I think it was only a season and maybe like 12 or 13 episodes. It wasn't a lot, but I I know they did make a Zelda cartoon uh, there for a hot second.
0: Yeah, that was on Fridays. Excuse me, Chris. I don't know if y'all remember Donkey Kong had his own CG uh, show on Channel 50 on UPN. Uh, What? Yeah. Dun- yeah, Donkey Kong. Get- yeah, because Donkey Kong and Diddy Kong, they had their own cartoon series. It was a CGI show.
2: So it's kind of like the video game. Because remember when Donkey Kong Country came out, that was the first time we'd seen like CGI, like in a yeah. video game. And like I can- okay, so that that makes sense now. So they made like a CGI show, kind of like based on right. the video. Okay,
0: because because Meg- also Mega Man ended up having his own cartoon on yeah. uh, on uh, channel U. Okay. So that, and that came out like a little bit later on, close to almost 2000, but I think that was like 98, 97 around that time. Cause I was in high school when it came out. Uh, yeah. So, uh, so Johnny, what is yours? What's your 90s one? Oh, uh, be- Before you go, uh, there was another one, uh, that it taught game tricks. It wasn't Nick, Car- Nick Arcade, but it, tra- but it had a cartoon where, uh, Bigfoot, the monster truck. Yeah.
2: Thank you for remembering this because it was like it was like an arcade show where basically yes. they put the kids and they'd make them play the Nintendo. And whoever got the highest score got to go through, like, the, the game maze where they had all these games on the wall. And whatever you what? pulled off the wall, you got to take home with you when you won.
0: That but was like, like Arcade. In,
2: they had the cartoon, and it was the guy from Wizards and Warriors – It was Bigfoot. It was... Oh, God.
0: That little cherry tomato thing.
2: Yeah, there was, like, an evil tomato or something. Yes. Yeah. Somebody needs to Wikipedia this, uh, because I know I'm missing something. But, like, it was so weird. But I think the cool thing was, like, to get in and out of the different worlds, they would actually have to use a Nintendo cart. So, like, they would take an actual, like, not like a, a... Like, in the... This is animated now. They would take these different... Nintendo carts, and they would jump between, like, think of these Nintendo carts as like the Stargate, for lack of a better word. So, like, they would use it to jump in between, but, like, it was Bigfoot, it was a wizard from and Warriors, and there was a boy that was, like, the main character that, like, kind of, like, did everything. Um, God, what were... Because there was, like, four or five characters, but they were all from video games, but it was really random, if that makes any sense, because, like, Why would you think, like, the barbarian for Wizards and and Warriors is hanging out with the Bigfoot monster truck? And, like, it just – it kind of – it was wild. Power team. Power team. Does it say who all was on in the power team?
0: Um, Let me go look it up. Uh, Keep talking.
2: (laughs) Yeah. So, okay, so it's called the power team. But, like I said, it was wild because, like, A, the cartoon wasn't long. Like, if you really, like, broke it down – The cartoon was maybe like 10 minutes long because they had the game show in between, and it was only like a half-hour show. I don't even think it was a full hour. So it was like you'd get like five or ten minutes of this cartoon, but the cartoon almost didn't make sense. It was like, what low-level, B-grade Nintendo game will let us steal the license to make a cartoon? And it was like, well, Bigfoot doesn't give a shit. And Barbarian is actually, like, I don't even know if they said he was from Wizards and Warriors. Like, when you looked at the dude, you're like, that's the guy on the cover of Wizards and Warriors. But I don't even think they said, like, I think they just said he was a random Barbarian or something. like yeah.
0: So it's it's the Barbarian from uh, Wizards and Warriors, the cop from NARC, uh, a black basketball player from Arch Rivals, um, this little cherry thing for from this Game Boy game, um, it was pretty popular known, but I cannot think of it. it didn't it was Bigfoot, because
1: the guy like,
2: from Johnny. Think of that team right there. How wild is that team? Like, like how random ass is that team of people? Right? Like, pretty it doesn't nuts. make any sense. Yeah. It was like somebody got really, really high and was like, "What is the list of games that they'll let us take a character from?" And then they just threw fucking darts at the wall.
1: Yeah, well, I, I preferred the, the actual game show or whatever uh, over the animated show. The game show was uh, more entertaining. Okay.
2: Yeah, I... The, doing that too. Okay, so the and TV... Half an hour TV show, wasn't
0: it? it and, yeah, so the TV show was called Video Power. And... Video- yeah, so the host would come in, he would talk about the game, like re- like a preview or review, and then in the middle section, they would do the cartoon, which was the power team. Uh, and this is in 1995. Uh... So, But later on, they removed the live action and just used the cartoon for the show.
2: Yeah, like they phased the cartoon out and they just made it live action. Because I remember once they phased the cartoon out because I really loved it. And here was the thing, though, about that show. That show was kind of cutting edge at the time, Johnny, yes. because like they wouldn't debut games like, say, like Super Mario Brothers 3 did in that Wizard movie, but they came damn close. Like, it would like as soon as a game came out they would have it on the show and it might be like the first time you'd ever even heard about it and it was like well here's D- uh Double Dragon 2 or something yeah. and you're like holy shit there's a Double Dragon 2 cuz even and then it was like high score yeah
0: yeah cuz even GamePro had a TV show and they would move GamePro around cuz GamePro was actually on ESPN on Saturdays yep. yes. oh wow and then it, it kept getting moved around so who knew what ch- – because they would show, like, Game Pro on ESPN probably for, like, four episodes. And then they move it to another channel, and you would never know where they moved it at. It was always at 11 o'clock on Saturdays on ESPN.
2: Well, and see, and that's the thing you, you, you youngins, you kids out there don't understand is now we've got the internet. We can look shit up. Back then yes. when they moved something, you didn't know. You were just like, oh, it's gone now unless you talked to a friend at school and they knew what happened or – you flipped around the channels and then you find it because, like, I it, it, kind of the same thing with us. That Power Pack show was on, like, goodness, I want to say it was, like, on, like, one of our local affiliates. Like, some, like, random channel showed it in syndication and then it went away and then I found it on WGN when they finally started giving us WGN once we got uh, Cable.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it was the same way. They, uh, yeah, I think I saw it on WGN as well. Oh, wow.
0: <laughs> what well, Johnny. Yeah,
1: you... WGN was very big, very big network over here in Florida. I know it's based out of Chicago, but like.
0: Yeah. Oh, it, it was? Did you guys? Because now it's CW. Um, What's the CW? WGN. It's still w- WGN, but like, um, Around seven o'clock, it becomes CW.
2: Really? Okay. Cause see, for us here, like we get WGN, mm-hmm. and it's it's usually like it. Well, for me, it's Cubs games, and then they've got like some random like syndicated shows, like Big Bang and shit like that. And then they've got a handful of like original shows, like they got a show called Salem, and they got one show called The Mountain. Like they got two or three like original shows. Um, for a while there, they actually had WWE main event that they were doing, mm-hmm. like, on, I think, Wednesday nights or something, like, 8 right. o'clock, an hour. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, no, here it's not CW at all. Like, we here we have a local CW affiliate, which is WTOG44 out of Tampa. I'm wondering if in Chicago that just might happen to be your CW affiliate. So maybe yeah. cause they don't show, like... Like, prime example, like, say it's Tuesday night, at 8 o'clock, and the Flash is on. It's on WTOG 44 here, but if I flipped it over to WGN, it wouldn't be on there.
0: Okay. Yeah, because if you flip it on WGN here, the Flash yeah. would be
2: on. The Flash would be on. Oh, okay. interesting. Well, yeah, yeah it, it is interesting. And it, it, we actually ran into this one time. Uh, my my parents had a beach house in, in uh, St. Augustine for a long time. And they had an affiliate there out of Jacksonville, and it was Fox slash UPN. So they would air the Fox shows from, like, 8 to 10. And then from 10 to midnight, they'd air the UPN shows that were on the same day.
0: Wow. Which,
2: yeah, it was wild. But I remembered it because I loved it because SmackDown originally was on for a while. was on Friday nights, wasn't it, Johnny? And, like, we'd go Mm -hmm. to the beat, and we might get there late. And Go to dinner, but by the time we got back to dinner, it was 10 o'clock and SmackDown just started. So then I could watch it from like 10 to midnight, so which was cool, Because yeah. normally from like 8 to 10, but it, w- it was the wildest shit I'd ever seen because I'd never seen two companies share like a network like that, right?
0: Because UPN is by itself here and Fox is by itself, like they yeah. they, they
2: ever or since wear anymore, player, but CW. <laughs> is is by itself, and Fox is by itself, so I know what you're saying, like, each it's CBS and ABC, so they each have, like, a local Chicago affiliate.
0: Right, because, like, even Warner Brothers when they was doing their afternoon cartoons, um, yeah. they were on, uh, when they got off of WGN, they got moved to Channel U. So they got, okay. so, uh, then that was from 2 to, no, that was from 3 to 5 o'clock. But, yeah. but Fox would still show, like, Tiny Twos and The Maniacs and stuff like that
2: yeah well like i remember here when we were kids like they had fox kids right and it would play on saturday mornings and then fox for some reason our local affiliate said we're just not going to do cartoons on saturday mornings so then this like other off-brand network that only played like jerry springer and like repeats of shit picked it up and it was like the wildest shit ever so it was like if you did want to watch like Batman or whatever it was on Saturday mornings, you had to go to this completely different station that wasn't even a Fox wow. station to watch.
0: Wow,
2: yeah, it was wild because I remember we got to go to Fo- to the Fox affiliate uh, like for school, and they let us ask questions. that was the first se- question I asked: "I'm like, why'd you get rid of your cartoons, man?" <laughs> and the dude was like, "Uh, that was corporate. I don't, I don't know." <laughs> <laughs> Well, Johnny, what is
0: your 90s uh, cartoon?
1: Uh, mine was an easy one to pick. Uh, it's a show that I've seen hundreds of times. I don't own on DVD ironically, which is the only way you can watch it right now. Um, it's uh, Rocker's Modern Life. <gasps>
0: oh, wow. Okay, I'm, I'm about yep. to come find my flight to Florida so I can just come and hug you. I love that yep. show.
1: Yeah, it was. It, it's funny because for those now, like, you know, it's the the team that went to do Rocko's Modern Life when they when they finished the fourth season, they went uh, and did uh, SpongeBob SquarePants. So the same team that developed Rocko's Modern Life is why we have. That's why SpongeBob uh, SquarePants exists, because mm. Tom Kenny, who, you know, who voiced uh, uh, Heifer, you know, the cow, he went on to do SpongeBob's voice. So, like, uh, it's interesting to see kind of like, you know, how they took a show that kind of went over our heads as kids, because there was a lot. I mean, they literally had there a, was a lot of chicken
2: parts on that. There was
1: show. a chicken place called the Choky Chicken. <laughs> and,
2: <laughs> oh, I mean,
1: wow.
0: That's a it joke totally
1: for uh, like something that. else. Yeah. So that's that's like, uh, you know, self-love or whatever. Uh, and as a kid, we didn't know that, you know, and then literally like Rocco's first job was a sex call operator. Like it was at 1-900 number. And like you could see a poster in the background or whatever. I'm just like and they talked they talked about hell. Like there was all kinds of weird stuff in that show. And it was so random and all over the place. But I, I, I thought Rocco himself was a genuinely like nice guy guy you know he always tried to like do his best and uh but heifer his his friend who was adopted by the the wolf family literally a pack of wolves took this cow in like it's a really weird story but it's 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 got its moments but like it's uh you know it was really fun and and entertaining and like there was you know, as someone that read comics, there was literally a comic shop in there, too. And and then you had uh, Philbert, who was a turtle, who worked at the comic book shop. And I remember, like, one of his famous lines was when he was when Rocco was in the comic shop. He's like, turn the page, wash your hands, turn the page, wash your hands. Uh, well, That's actually a pretty good impression. Uh, and uh, he was great. Like, yeah. And he like I'm, it's all coming back to me now. Like he he fell in love with the dentist. Named Beth, I think it was what her name was. She was a dentist, and like there was this whole thing about uh, it was a Rocco or someone had like an abscess tooth. He was trying to take it out, and then there was like a uh, Rocco's shrink or whatever. His uh, psychologist like fell in love with a mop, and like it was just crazy that this like this show was just all over the place. But as a kid, you're like this is just funny. You don't really understand the adult references they made, but now you're like, oh, okay, now. Wow, I watched that as a kid, and it just went over my head. You know, you didn't understand, but I love the show. It, one fun fact that I didn't find out till I was a little bit older—probably like I don't know, probably like seventeen, eighteen—I didn't know this. But the theme song, you know, Rocco's Modern Life—that that the that, that theme song was written and recorded by the B-52s.
2: Yeah, what? that's exactly what I was going to say because the 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 uh, the, the the lead male singer in it, has an extremely uh, distinct voice. Like, when you hear his voice, you know gosh. it's him. And okay. it was like, they would say something, and then he'd be like, Rocco's Modern Life! And it was like, yep. oh, yep. shit, that's a dude from B-52. So, like, as soon as I heard him, I'm like, okay, I, I'm not gonna lie. For me, this gosh. is one of those shows that was, like, middle of the road. Like, if it was on, I'd watch it. It wasn't like, oh, my God, I got a beeline to a TV for it. But, like, it almost felt like the redheaded stepchild to Ren and Stimpy to me. Like when I watched it, like I could see a lot of like the Ren and Stimpy beats in it, if that made sense. So I think that's probably why I did watch it uh, when I did. Um, But I, I just remember just like you, Johnny watching and being like, this is some wild shit. Like I know I'm probably not getting everything that's going on, but like what the things that I can't understand is pretty wild. So,
0: I love good. Where I go with mine. Oh, I can't believe you brought that to my mind. I love that show. I completely forgot all about it. I didn't know he they, the B uh, 52s did the thing. That's brand new to me. Wow!
1: And they had a uh, they had a NES platformer or Super Nintendo platformer as well. Yeah. Rocko's Modern Life. It was actually better than the Beavis and Butthead one.
0: <laughs> it was better than the Rug, rat, not
1: Rugrats. Uh, the Ren and Stimpy
0: uh game yes, for Super Nintendo. Was.
1: Yep. Oh, yeah, that it was really, one of the better platformers from Nick Nickelodeon.
0: Oh my goodness!
1: Well, my last—that was my second episode. That was my second pick because remember you and I shared the yes. Batman one. Oh.
0: Yeah. Oh. So my last one, it has to be Animaniacs. I love Tiny Toons, but any many Animaniacs, um, the squirrel. Um, the uh <laughs> the mind everything that happens bad to <laughs> him the uh the one like what would you do or they'll show one thing and then fade it out and show the same thing but make it a more comedic or something disgusting or funny that one Yakko yeah. wacko and dot i got i got funko pops of them i literally grabbed all three when they came to my job I'm like i need to buy this when the store opens uh so i spent a good 30 bucks on them um I think it's still on Netflix. Them doing talking about the 50 States. They're doing their song and dance and stuff. Just so comedic. And I love them. And, uh, I, it was sad on how they ended the show, but it was kind of nice how they did it. Um, I watched a Christmas movie. I th- think it was a Christmas movie. They did. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah. Wacko's
1: last wish or something like that. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, that one was funny, uh, but Animaniacs is my last one, and, and I the know Wacko there's more.
2: Answer what
0: happened? Huh?
2: Did Wacko get cancer? Why was it Wacko's last wish?
0: It was a Christmas movie. Yeah, so it was
2: like like okay,
0: yeah, just the title because the series was okay. still going on. So I was the... like
2: that. That's kind of dark for a movie title. <laughs> Wacko's last wish. It's like, mm.
0: yeah, so and the maniacs and smiles uh so i'm going to pass it back to you deuce what is your final 90s movie uh, my final
2: 90s one is x-men and i've got to say the x-men cartoon back i still will say besides the comic book i think the original 90s x-men cartoon got the x-men and i'm probably gonna say this grammatically incorrect but the most right like I think that they did the best job of telling the stories I think they did the best jobs of taking from the comic book to the TV screen the stories and making them fit like I think they've done a better job than even the movies have done on making X-Men as true to the comic as possible and I gotta say that was another show for me that was really cool because it was episode like they would have like that Dark Phoenix saga was like six episodes long and you had to watch each part and like they had multiple multi-part episodes like I only remember a handful of episodes that were standalone like nine times out of ten like the episodes were like five six episode stories like I remember when they did uh the Sentinel saga yeah that was five six episodes they did Dark Phoenix was five or six episodes they did uh, the Badlands, which was five or six episodes, they did the weapon X like they did like pretty much the whole weapon X story and that was like four or five six episodes like they did great episodes and it really it was intense and it was a great cartoon and only later when I was an adult did some friends of mine that were older than me show me some things like Wolverine only popped his claws if he was fighting a monster or a robot. Like, if it was a person, he would never pop his claws and, like – or an animal. I think that might have been the other thing. But if it he was he anything,
1: did it for like Sabretooth. Saber
2: yeah. Like, if it was anything remotely human, he wouldn't pop his claws. And, like, same thing with, like – I think, uh, like, a lot of them wouldn't use their mutant – power. like, they might punch or kick something, but they wouldn't use their mutant powers on something if it was, like, human. Um, but, like, just – the stories were good. The voice acting was amazing. Yes, I'm not going to lie. Like sometimes – like I've got two mental pictures in my head when it comes to Wolverine. It's Hugh Jackman because he did a phenomenal job in all the movies. And then it's the voice of the guy who did Wolverine in the cartoon because a lot of times when I – like it's funny. We had a, a friend of ours, uh, and you can help me with the name, Paul Franzizi, the the real Peter Griffith. Uh, oh, Robert
1: Franzizi, yeah. Robert
2: Franzese. Sorry, Robert. Um but he was telling me he met like a lot of the people that did the voices of G.I. Joe, and he was like, You don't understand you like when you were a voice for the show, like when people play with the kids, the voice they have of the character in their head is your voice. Like so he's like, for a generation of kids, I was their Cobra Commander, I was their Zartan, I was their whatever. And for me, like even sometimes when I'm reading comics now and I read Wolverine. The voice in my head is the '90s X Men Wolverine because he was just so perfect and spot on. And to be honest with you, a lot of the characters when I'm reading them in my head, I, the '90s voice actors are the ones whose voices I give to them when I'm reading. Especially
1: them Professor head. Xavier, like that—that that dude's oh, yeah. voice,
2: yeah, yeah, it was, yeah,
1: it was awesome. The voice yeah. acting was great. I love that show. It was it was on my list and then I took it off because I knew it would be on someone else's list. But that yeah. show it, amazing.
0: It defined the nineties in animation. Yeah. Like you like a, a lot of people would say for like for anime, it's Dragon Ball Z or Dragon Ball yeah. for some people. For the nineties. But you know, Transformers and Ninja Turtles, they did their own thing for the eighties and nineties. X-Men X-Men party just blew anything and everything away. Because not only, you know, bringing a comic, first of all, to animation, but just like you said, Deuce, the voices, the, you know, the series. Like, it was kind of like kids' soap opera. Like, you need to yeah. to know what was going to happen next and how they were going to get out of it. Because they would leave stuff off as a cliffhanger and be like, okay, now I got to wait another seven days to find out what's going to happen. And when it came on, you tuned in and you watched. Like, you was just like, hurry up commercials, get get down with the commercials. Yeah. And you was back to watching X-Men. I mean, that the theme song, when you hear it, you knew that it was time for X-Men.
2: Like, that was the song when I know shit was about to pop off when I heard, da i am like, oh, shit's about to get real. Like, yep. I knew as I heard that, it was going down. And the other cool thing that I got to give them mad props for is that was the first show, at least in my mind, that brought in other characters, because they brought in X-Force, they brought in the Punisher, Spider-Man came in and made an appearance. Like, multiple other Marvel characters came in, I'm like, holy shit.
1: Yeah. yeah a yeah. bunch of people came in
2: like a bunch of people came in and then they because x-men was doing so good that's when they started making the amazing spider-man show which ran for a really really long time yeah. on fox like it ran for a long ass time but i remember before that like spider-man popped up on an episode of x-men and i'm like holy shit and then especially i think spider-man in season two and three like that's when it got really wild because spider-man would have on like Punisher'd show up, Daredevil'd show up, uh, uh, you know, uh, people that weren't in the normal Spider Man, you know, universe would show up. Like, I think Iron Man even showed up one time. I was like, holy shit. Like, he
0: even got his own cartoon.
2: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because this is before kids, we had like the movies and everything work together like it does now, where you've got Spider Man and Iron Man and movies together and stuff like that. Back then, like, when something crossed over with something else, that was huge. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, and I, definitely for me, X-Men came out of nowhere. Like, it, it just, it, it was fall. It was a Saturday morning. You heard that music, and you was just like, X-Men, you see that first episode, and you was hooked.
2: Yeah. Well, that, and I remember they were one of the ones, because we talked about it earlier, Pizza did the deal with the VHS tapes with it because uh-huh. I remember like there was four different tapes that they had so you could ask which one you wanted so like I think the first two mom was like okay we'll order pizza and then I, I gave her the money for it and then like I think week three I was like I want pizza and she's like we are pizza out like no so <laughs> I ended up having to like go up there with like mom mowing money and I think I talked to like I swear I think I talked to like the store manager or something. I was like, dude, I just want the other two tapes, man. I'll pay you whatever. And he, and I was like, I don't know, 10, 12, and he's like, <sighs> "All right, give me the 5 or 10 bucks is a tape and I'll give you both of them. You don't have to buy any pizza." I was like, "Oh, thanks, man." Like because I was like like holy shit. Like I've got enough money for these two tapes. I don't have enough money for these two tapes and two large pizzas that I got to buy to get the tapes. So yep. uh, but I remember that just because that was a the tapes and that older gentleman just being so cool, um, but like and I th- still think I've got those in a box here at the house somewhere. Nice. I, I'm a pack rat; I keep all that shit. So, but like it was cool because it came with, I think it was, you got a comic, uh, like a trading card, mm-hmm. and you got the 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 VHS tape, and it came like in a little like plastic bag. Yeah. Um, and and I got all four of them because I remember I almost wore those bitches out because that was like season two and you're right like for a long time it was only on saturdays and then it did so well they moved it to every day after school to where it was on like monday through friday yeah so like get five new episodes a week which blew my head um but i remember in the in between like when it'd be repeats just watching those tapes over and over again and that's another one, actually. If I remember correctly, I think it's on Netflix streaming now. So if you've never it watched, yeah. you can go and watch it. And I tell you what, like if you're if you're a comic book fan, especially if you're an X Men fan, it's worth a watch. And on top of that, it holds up. Like I watched some, goodness gracious! I want to say about a month ago, like one night randomly, I put it on. Well Like just it was like ah, I'm trying to fall asleep, let's throw something on. And I watched like three or four of them, and they're still good. Like they still hold up.
0: Oh dang it! Now I got oh that's such a throwback. That was that literally that defined the nineties. Like yeah. Oh goodness, that's that's Deuce's uh, Batman animated series, Johnny. <laughs> she yep, probably my
2: eyes too. Yeah. To be honest with you, you're exactly right. How you guys feel about Batman the animated series is the way I feel about X Men hardcore. Because like, and, it's funny. I was a little kid. I was, like, super into DC because I loved Superman and Batman. And then when I was around middle school, I, I made this friend at the comic book store and we hung out all the time. And he was really into Marvel. And then he got me into Marvel. And then after that, it was like, I still love DC, but, like, I was hardcore Marvel. And we were both X-Men fans. So we'd, like, trade each other comics back and forth. And, like, I don't know. Like, the X-Men were the characters I just really liked because their powers were cool. They looked cool. They were kind of, like... I don't know. They were kind of fringy almost like because actually it was really popular in the 90s. Don't get me wrong, like in the 90s. But it was still like one of those things like it was kind of like the early hipster, if that makes any sense of like you were kind of on something cool, but not everybody knew about it yet. So you felt like cool because you were one of the cool hip kids before it like exploded. So man, early 90s was a good time, man.
0: Yeah. And I think that the X Men uh cartoon actually kinda helped Marvel become popular than what it what it was. Because at that time when it like D C was running things and when they merged when they when Warner Brothers I I don't think Warner Brothers have brought them out yet. I think they were just working with D C. Um at that time. Uh, yeah, I
2: don't know when the buyout happened. I know the buyout happened sometime early 90s and the only reason I know that is because they had a place and our good buddy Thomas Galvin I think worked there for a while and it was called the Warner Brothers store Mm -hmm. and a lot of the big malls had them and you'd go into it and it was like basically wall-to-wall Warner Brothers stuff but they had all the DC stuff because I remember as a kid when we'd go to the mall I'd like to go there because I'm talking these were big malls it was like the like Orlando Fashion Square, like, the big Orlando malls, like, would have them. And you'd walk inside, and then behind the counter, they had the huge Batman statues that were, like, you know, I'm talking yay tall, I'm talking, like, a foot, foot and a half tall. And then they'd have the lithographs from the show. Like, they would actually have, like, where you could buy, like, you know, a Batman lithograph that was used on the animated show. And they had all the DC stuff there. So I think the buyout had happened by then. And that was early 90s. So I think the buyout happened probably in the late 80s. Okay. Uh. That would be my guess. I'd have to do some research on that. But knowing that piece of information, because I know one of our good friends, John Harrison, uh, from Main Street Comics and Memorabilia in Bartow had for a long time, he had a lithograph of uh, the Joker and Batman, and he had it signed by Mark Hamill. And uh, nice. oh, good. what was the guy who did the voice for Batman? Kevin Conroy? Yeah, and it was signed by both of them, and it was framed, and it was really, he had it in there in store for a long time, and then finally, I think a couple months ago, somebody bought it, because it broke my heart when they bought it, because I was hoping maybe one day I'd be able to get up enough scratch and maybe talk him down to a price mm. that I liked, but it just, it didn't happen, but oh, it, it was a, nice, it, would be, it would be a centerpiece for your house, seriously.
0: Ah, nice. So, Johnny, what is your final 90s cartoon?
1: Well, you both named my two that were on my list, so Animaniacs and X-Men. So uh, I'm going to have to just – I was looking through the list. Uh, I'm probably going to go – since you guys named the other two that were on my list, I'm probably going to go with Doug, Nickelodeon show. Um, I was a big fan of that uh, show. Uh, it, it, it was uh, uh, interesting <laughs> because, like, I guess he was in middle school – yeah. Well, we were in high school when it came out. I don't remember, or by rewind, it was a I mean, hey, We were in middle school. When he was in we high were school. In
2: middle school when he was in high school.
1: You know, kids get picked on and bullied, and like in in relationships. And I was like, oh, this is interesting to kind of see this one kid's point of view. You know, he was a nerdy kid. You know, from a well-off family, and you know, and uh you know, decent well-off family, and like you know, he had a crush. uh Uh, patty mayonnaise it's the (laughs) funniest name for a character Uh, and then you had like the rich bully roger klotz and like his best friend skeeter who was like so like enthusiastic and and it was it just talked about everything it talked about like like i remember he got a fender bender in one episode and he didn't know what to say you know to one of his parents and then i remember he had his he also had imagination where he had like quail man was like his You'd have this The show would actually go into this Quailman show,
0: yes. like yeah. his
1: own alias, and uh, it, it was just really cool because, like the the show, just, it, it was it was a cool mix of you know it had drama, it had comedy, it had you know action. Like it was just a you know it was a fun show, and uh, I I never liked it when ABC uh, ABC or Disney bought it like and put it on ABC. I was never a fan of it then because. The, the voice acting changed. It just, it just didn't have the same feel as the Nickelodeon series. So uh, once Nickelodeon stopped, I wasn't a fan after that. But it was a show that I remember... It was during that whole uh, Rugrats, Doug, ah, Angry, ah Real Monsters. Like all those shows came out around the 90s, around the same time. And that was like that whole renaissance of Nickelodeon. Nickelodeon really got huge then because of that. And then you got to see television shows like... Uh, uh nick arcade you got to see uh you got to see uh uh guts you know that show uh yeah. you got to see all kinds of awesome shows spawned did, from nickelodeon nickelodeon remember, blew up
0: did you do you remember uh roundhouse
1: absolutely yeah Yep. roundhouse it was like a stand-up sketch comedy uh show uh before before um all that came out it was roundhouse and yeah. roundhouse was like a live improv uh comedy and uh and it had a really cool theme song and everything. But it was a really good show, too. And Nickelodeon did all these, like, experimental shows. Like, Adventures of Pete and Pete. Like, they had, like... Yes. I, I mean, I could go off... Nickelodeon was my jam in the 90s. Like, because I couldn't afford Disney Channel either growing up. Disney Channel was, like, an extra thing. But Nickelodeon was included in a lot of the packages, uh, yeah. cable packages. So it's like, Nickelodeon was, like, my jam. That's, and then, obviously, you, you had, you know, other shows. You know, um, you know Ren Stimpy and all that would come on as well. But, you know, there's there was a lot of different... Uh, you know, a lot of different shows that came out on Nickelodeon, but the whole Doug, Rugrats, you know, all those shows kind of came out at the, around the same time. And it really like put Nickelodeon on the map. And, you know, Universal Studios had a huge Nickelodeon area to it yeah. back in the day.
2: Yeah, so. actually, we went there three times like for school trips. We did. Yeah. We I, I know I was I was in TV production. So like Nickelodeon would actually pay for our school to like go. So they were like, "Hey, if you want to bring your TV productions class, we'll give you like a behind-the-scenes studio tour for free and get you in the park for the day." So like, nice. we would like the whole class would go and they would take us like behind the scenes and show us like the doubled air sets and that like
1: closer explains it all set. I remember,
2: yep, yeah, and like they had a bunch of them. Like I think the last time we went, there was a show something, something, the mysteries of Woo or. woo the diary i don't remember but it was some sort of mystery show that was going on there and they were filming it there like live and they had all the sets but you got to remember this is a show that wasn't shown in front of a studio audience so like you're looking from like a from lack of better words from the rafters like a walkway over the rafters and i'm looking at like 12 different sets so i'm like holy shit so okay that's this girl's bedroom that's the living room of their house that's their school that's you know which was funny because they had a a, another show there called welcome freshmen that they taped. yes and it was funny because i did theater as a kid like actual theater winter haven like our local community theater Uh and a lot of the adults that i worked with worked at nickelodeon so like one of the guys i was in a play with he was like had a bit part on welcome freshmen so like literally while we're doing this show together Like during the three months we're working on it, I'm watching it one day, and he comes on TV, and I'm like, "Holy shit, I saw you on TV yesterday!" And he's like, "Oh, what were you watching?" I was like, "Welcome freshman." He's like, "Oh yeah, they had me come in, and I did you know two days of work for him." I'm like, "What the fuck?" I mean, I'm ten at the time. I think that's the greatest thing ever. I'm sure this guy's like, "Oh, I'm fucking slumming it on Nickelodeon," but you (laughs) know. But I'm like, that was the coolest thing ever, and like a lot of the local actors worked there, and it was kind of sad when they shut down that studio because they had up until it closed like two or three different shows that would be taping there at any given time. So like a lot of local bit actors could get work doing like little walk on roles as like a teacher or whatever. So that was a big deal. But speaking of big deals, Johnny, there's something missing from your list that I really thought you were going to hit. I thought that was going to be Dragon Ball Z. I figured that would have been in your nineties list.
1: I mean that was a big one. Um, I didn't. Yeah. I didn't know if. I guess in hindsight it, it didn't really matter, but yeah, like Dragon Ball Z was. It's definitely in my top five. Yeah. Because uh, I love I love Dragon Ball Z. Um, but it was. For me, it's like, you guys nailed the other ones. Like Animaniacs, yeah. I watched like crazy, uh, and then. Um, X Men X Men I watched all the time, so like those two were on my already on my list. So I just had to think of a different one to throw out there for the. Yeah for the show but but uh but it was interesting just to think about the doug rugrats hour like they would have like that those segments and then you know obviously later on they would have different things and you also had like the uh what was that one show that was like a it was like a a combination of animations i forget the name of the show kabloom or something like that you you guys remember that kabloom Kabloom, it was like a animation hour yeah 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 it it was interesting they had like uh oh man, that show was just nuts. But like, it was really cool just to see what Nickelodeon was doing. The other networks weren't doing at the time and it, and they really exploded, you know, and and then obviously the live action shows overtook, you know, Double Dare, uh, you know, and even back then, you can't do that on television, was like one of their first, you know, Nickelodeon shows that really kind of, you know, made the wave, so to speak, you know, uh, and those that most people listening probably have no idea what you you, you can't do that on television is, uh, but that you know it spawned Double Dare and Double Dare was a huge game show, cool. uh, and uh, you also had uh, Figure It Out, another one, another really great show. I mean, I can go on the list. Nickelodeon was my jam. Like I I just Miss watched. Are you load.
2: afraid of dark? I'm surprised you are
1: you afraid of so. dark? Yeah,
2: that's yeah.
1: another one. I mean, there was so many great shows uh, uh, on that uh, on that show, and, and it's it yeah. It was a great 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 network at you know, growing up at the time. And Nickelodeon and obviously Disney Channel are both totally two different networks now. But back yeah. in the day they were They were
2: like when we were kids or I should say we're kinda of pushing the envelope because like I remember I think we were in middle school when they started SNCC when it was Saturday night nick yeah. and it was like the first time they had shows from like eight to ten that were like kid shows kinda, uh, for like I guess they were probably shooting for what they call that tween audience now, that like preteen audience. Um, but it was like, are you afraid of the dark? Roundhouse, uh, all that. Keenan and Kel, like, um, I mean, my God, if anybody needs to get down and kiss the the ass cheeks of Nickelodeon, it, it's it's fucking uh, Keenan because Keenan is on Saturday Night Live every fucking week, killing it. And I'm telling you, it's because he did so many years on. Um, you know, working for Nickelodeon and doing those kind of shows that he's just he's just that's like autopilot for him doing that kind of stuff. But I mean, it was funny. Oh, he wasn't a
1: he wasn't a movie called Mighty Ducks, which helped his career too.
2: Oh yes, don't <laughs> oh, forget Mighty! Wow. Ducks. I always forget that he's in that movie. That don't forget <laughs> yep. he was in Good Burger. I mean, come on! That what a cinematic classic that was. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, wow. Yeah. So, everybody, that's our 80s and 90s cartoons. We do have 90s snack, snacks, uh, but before we get to that, I want to just mention Tiny Toons, uh, Swapped Cats. I said swap Cats. In. What? <laughs> yeah. Uh Yeah. Um, we had Digimon, Pokemon, Runner Warriors, Where in the World is Carmen Sandiego? Um, we had uh, Sherlock Holmes, like 2010, um, Sailor Moon uh, just had a whole bunch of cartoons definitely in the 90s because anime started getting popular in America during the 90s. It was like very cliche and niche when well, not cliche very niche back in the 80s. But in the 90s, it was Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z opened up the doors for a lot of anime to come in. Um, right. So, uh, Johnny, snacks, your 90s snacks.
1: OK, Uh I don't know if you guys remember these. This, remember, like fruit snacks, like you have like different fruit snacks and stuff. But they yes. had a they had a, they had a, a brand of one called Gushers. Do you remember yes! those? Yeah. Where like you'd squeeze it and the juice would come out, and yeah, it's called Gushers. I remember the commercial. Like it was like the craziest thing. They were like stuff exploding and all that. But Gushers, man. You know, those, I still, love those things. You know, they kid.
0: still sell it, right? Yeah. Um. I, I, I brought some from my local grocery store, and I was just like, dang, these are still good. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> any any other snacks besides gushers?
1: Uh, I'll, yeah. I also there was another. There was an. Uh, am I going back to me or Deuce? Yeah,
2: going back to you. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Okay. I'll go next.
1: Yeah. Uh, so another one that I don't know if people uh, heard of was uh, you know, Keebler Elf obviously is known for the cookies and stuff like that, but they tried to like compete against Doritos, and they had something called the uh, the pizzerias. Do you remember those? Yes, they were like. I
2: do remember those. Like,
1: Huh?
2: I do remember those. Yes. Yeah, this they tried to, so They tasted. Good. They
1: tasted like pizza flavored. Like they tried to like compete against. They were like pizza flavored
2: chips, weren't they? Like potato yeah. chips. Yeah. Yeah. I remember yeah. those. And those they, was good as hell.
1: Really good, but they didn't last very long. And another another last one for me that I was obsessed with in the nineties that's still out if you can find it is called combos. Yes! You Remember those? The with pizza, like pizza, the cheese yes! and all that. Like, oh my god. Combos for, for road trip. a bag of combos and oh. just eat like, the whole bag. I love
2: combos. Oh. They're so great. Them pieces of Dude, combos still and stuff. Combos. They still got them at the store and stuff. Them pieces of combos. Yeah, they're, them. Combos, oh. like,
1: they're not. People, you know aren't what, maybe,
2: maybe when we do the Ring of Honor pay-per-view, I'll buy a bag of combos.
1: Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. yeah. Do do they should be at their like,
0: because I find them at gas stations a lot.
2: Well, to be honest with you, like, when I go to Walmart, because I go to Walmart and Mm -hmm. get, like, all of our stuff for, uh, like, basically for, like, all of our parties and stuff. Like, when we do, like, UFC Mm -hmm. parties and do, like, Ring of Honor and WWE parties, like, I go there. And if you go to the snack aisle, it's funny because they put them in a weird section. Like, they put the combos where they put the beef jerky. Like, they don't keep it, like – there's a row where on the left side it's all soda and the right side it's all chips and shit right yes so you think they'd be there but they're not they put them over with the beef jerky is for some reason and they come in these you can get them they're like big bags they're like well like the camera i'm in a little square so i'm trying to make it as big as i can it's uh, it's a pretty big bag it's like about the size of a maybe about half the size of a bag of doritos yeah and it's like full of combos and it's like i don't know it's like Three or four bucks. It's kind of expensive. But I got to say, they don't put a lot of air in that bag. Like, there's a shit ton of combos in that bag. Like, I could fill, like, a pretty big-ass bowl full of combos with it. And they've got all kinds of flavors now. It's wild. Like, they got one with cheese in the middle now that's really good. They've got the pizza one that's got the pepperoni flavor in the middle. Yeah. Um, I think they got one with peanut butter in it now where it's, like, the combo with the peanut butter in the middle. I haven't seen Um, that one. Yeah. Like, they've got, like, a bunch of different – because when I went the other day, like, it blew my mind because they had, like – they probably had eight or nine different bags of combos, and I was like, holy shit. Because when I was a kid, they only had the – they had the pepperoni ones that John was talking about yes. which was, like, pizza-flavored, and then they had the ones with the cheese in the middle, and that was, like, it.
0: Yeah, so, just those two. Yeah.
2: Yeah, but now they've, like, stepped their game up because, like, I saw eight or nine different kind of bags – Oh, wow. I can, you mentioned combos. <laughs> oh, yes! Combos are dope. Oh. Now, something that may not be a snack that I wanted to bring back, but you guys will remember this. Do you remember when Pizza Hut did the Bigfoot?
0: Yes, yes.
2: The Johnny, it was the big, long, rectangular pizza. It was called the Bigfoot. Yeah. And it, they cut it into squares.
1: I don't remember <sighs> that, actually.
2: Oh, you don't. You had a horrible childhood, kid. I don't know what to tell you if you didn't have have a Bigfoot.
1: Because, man, I'll
2: tell you, like, it it was so big that, like, I think that the Pizza Hut that we had in town actually kept it longer than Pizza Hut did. Like, I think they kept it, like, an extra six months or a year after Mm. they ended the promotion. Because, like, every time we had a party or, like, if the youth group at church, like, did something, we'd get, like, two or three Bigfoots. And because they're cutting to squares, it's easy to eat. Eat, Like, a party so we get like two or three Bigfoots, and like, oh man! Like any time we had a party, we got a Bigfoot. My, like, my sister, at, like that was like, showed up Bigfoot, done. The, my, we're good.
0: My sister worked that piece of Hut for like about three, four years, and Did she? she, yeah, she brought home uh, two or three Bigfoots. Dude, we had we we had <sighs> them in uh in the sandwich bag, and zip big Ziploc bags. We had nine bags. Worth of Bigfoots in those Ziploc bags. So when we want to ask the eat,
2: sister, like, what happened? Like, what happened to where? Like, did somebody mess up an order and so they exactly. were just like, yeah, somebody Some, messed it up. So, messed, like, okay, who wants to take these home.
0: Yeah, someone messed up an order. Um, someone didn't pick up an order. Um they yeah. had sometimes they they had to get the uh rid of the the dough like the little small pieces of it so she had yeah. enough to make a bigfoot and she brought it yeah. home
2: Oh wow that's awesome man like I uh you are the woman man cuz I i love me some bigfoot man
0: oh, That is the throw Back, oh, the must was so good,
2: yeah. I, man, I remember, and I remember like the commercial, like plain as day, where it had like a big foot, and he'd like stomp his foot down because it was like what I think it was like five feet long or something, like it was long. That piece yeah. was, um, and and they sold it for like parties and stuff, but I remember at the time, I want to say it was like 10 bucks or something, like you could get a one topping big foot for like 10 bucks, 10 bucks, yeah, or something, yeah. And so we would get that all the time because I remember the one we'd get all the time until my parents made us quit doing it because she thought we were all going to get fat and and die of cholesterol and, like, heart attacks. We would get pepperoni and bacon. And that was like we would get the big foot with pepperoni and bacon. And then after a while, my mom was like, all right, I'm putting my foot down. You're all going to die of, like, heart disease, (laughs) blood pressure. Like, uh, okay, enough's enough. I know you're, like, 10, and, you know, you can eat this junk. But let's not, you know, let's not kill yourself.
0: So. As long as I was, I was eating my Cheerios, I was good to go.
2: So, yeah. I was fine.
0: But everybody, that is the show. Um, Johnny
1: Deuce, go ahead and plug. What would you guys like to plug?
2: I'll let you plug it, Johnny, since the banner's behind you.
1: Well, we're uh, the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce. Uh, we're twice-weekly podcast, uh, dropping on Tuesdays and Fridays uh, for your listening pleasure. Uh, we big big contingency of video game fans and wrestling fans, but we do do Movie reviews, television reviews, and uh, we've had, you know, a comic book artists on our show and and writers and stuff like that. So uh, definitely check it out. Uh, we've we're over two hundred and sixty as of this recording of this episode. We we uh, the pri- previous Tuesday we dropped two episode two sixty two uh, about our Ring, ring of Honor. Uh, um, Supercard of Honor 11 review so uh, if you're a wrestling fan go, go check that out and uh, we'd love to go to different conventions and interview guests and stuff like that so we're we're all over the spectrum and um, yes yeah, so go check us out at HH Podcast Show on Twitter uh, HH uh, or Happy Hour Podcast Show on the Facebook and then um, you can find us at SoundCloud.com forward slash Happy Hour Podcast uh, and we're also on iTunes we're on Stitcher we're on Google Play Music uh, and we're still waiting on to hear back from uh Spotify uh to be on there. So uh but yeah, and just type in Happy Hour Podcast, Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce. you'll find us. Uh and uh yeah. So we appreciate being on your show, Everett.
2: Yeah, man, we love it. It's always a good time.
0: Thank you. You guys took me back with the food, you guys took me back with the cartoons. Oh, I'm so happy, Doug, Modern Rudrex, X-Man, Bigfoot combos. Oh, <laughs> (laughs) Oh, I feel like I need to find all of this stuff and go and try them again because they were part of my childhood. Hopefully, for you guys who are listening, it was part of yours. If not, you know, you guys can email me at myop2comment at yahoo.com so I can hear about your 80s and 90s cartoons or even snacks. I want to know what you guys would think. You can follow me on Twitter at ThatBretcherCo. You can hear this podcast at the anomalousradionetwork.poppy.com, SoundCloud, iTunes, and Google Play and other podcast apps and with that everybody I would like once again thank Johnny and Deuce for coming on the show hopefully they will come back later on in the year Um, We got uh, probably E3 discussions you know that's going to be a wild weekend the holiday and probably some movies and soundtracks because uh, I know Johnny is like I said he's a master of soundtracks and there has to be one ultimate soundtrack that we won't have to discuss. I don't know which one it is, because uh, we could probably discuss about Star Wars, but there's got to be that one soundtrack that you want to discuss. Uh So, uh, hopefully, hopefully I will have you back. And Deuce, there's got to be one a certain, certain something that you would love to discuss so I can have you back. I don't know what it is just yet. Uh What that could be, because uh, that's that that discussion is going to be very interesting. <laughs> to yeah, choose. man.
2: Sure, we'll definitely come up with something. But uh, it's always a fun time to 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 be on your show. We always love having you on our show. And again, thanks thanks for having us, man. We really really yeah, man. Appreciate it.
0: Thank you, thank you. I know you guys. It's been a long episode. You guys probably got to get to bed. Got to eat still. Uh, but with that, everybody have a great week. Have a great weekend. And we will see you all later. Bye. Hi.